Will the prisoner's dilemma come into play again in tonight's draft? Will Todd Gurley continue to free fall? And what will be the result after all the dust is settled after this draft tonight? Follow along with the live draft board and listen to our analysis as we call the action from the 2020 FFPC Pros versus Joe's Thin Lizzy League Number 3 to see who will win a 2021 FFPC main event team. We've got a great show for you. Dave Gerzak is here. I'm Eric Balkman. Stick around. Your high-stakes fantasy football hour starts now. Let's begin now. New cologne on. Feeling so good. Change the color to my phone. Orange Kool-Aid goes good with Patron. Broadcast live and heard around the world, you are now listening to the most entertaining hour of radio on the planet. It's the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com with your hosts, Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. The High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour is your home for football analysis from the best fantasy players in the world. And now, because no one else was available, here are Eric Balkman and Dave Gerzak. Hey, thanks so much, Rob. Greetings and salutations to all the Balkaholics and Gerzakinetics tuning in again. Welcome to the latest episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com. I am, as always, your slightly above average host, Eric Balkman, and my co-host is the patron saint of fantasy football, the Dizzle, Dave Gerzak. Tonight, it is the third of six special episodes for you this year. It's the Pros versus Joes. Thin Lizzy, League Number 3 draft tonight, and we'll be covering it for you for about an hour and a half. Follow the live draft board at youtube.com slash highstakesfantasyfootball. Shout out to the chat room for everybody hanging out in there. If you want to have any questions answered, post them uh, in there. You can also connect with us on Twitter at HSFFR, at Eric Balkman, at David Gerzak. Facebook.com slash HSFFR is where to reach us there. 347-426-3682. That's 347-GAME-OVA if you wanted to give us a call tonight and... uh, and talk with us and ask us some questions about the draft. Or if you're drafting tonight, uh, feel free to give us a uh, shout us a holler and uh, let us know uh, what you're thinking as you're watching the draft tonight. High stakes, fantasy football at gmail.com is where to reach us there. We'll try to get to all the chat room questions, tweets, and emails throughout the uh, segment or throughout the broadcast tonight here in the show, our audio engineer and uh, my best friend Bryce and our producer, mutual friend Rob will help me out with that. I don't know if you saw the news today, but we extended that 24, uh, the, the deadline by 24 hours for the 2020 main event early draft slot announcement. So you can still get in by midnight Pacific time tonight. Make sure you're paid off and you will find out what your draft slot is by August 2nd. Uh, as a reminder, if you already have some teams in the FFPC main event, you can uh, sign up for an additional team or additional teams and you get $400 off uh, the regular sticker price. Uh, for every team that you add on. So square those balances away at myffpc.com. Here is the lineup that we have for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen, drafting first from Draft Sharks. It's Jared Smola, former co-host of the show, actually. An 11-time FFPC high-stakes champ, Kevin Proctor is the Joe in the second spot. Fighting Chance Fantasies, Brian Drake, and Pro Football Focus, Dwayne McFarland, splitting the team at three. Uh, Eric Rubin, who you follow on Twitter at JungleCatsFF, he is cleaning things up at the four spot. 
Football Guys co-founder David Dodds in the five, followed by a guy we just had on the show probably about a month ago, Mark Davidson, along with Jacob Broder, seven-time FFPC high-stake league championships among them. They're drafting sixth. From Sharp Football Analysis, it's Rich Rebar in the seventh. The 2015-16 back-to-back high society $50,000 winner Glenn Lowy is picking eighth. Fade the noises, Brad Evans will be drafting ninth. A former Football Guys League champ, Matthew Jacobson, in the 10th spot. Roto Grinders, Josh Hornsby, Fantasy ADHD. He is in the 11. And then Scott, Go- uh, Scott Kobe, excuse me, a former football uh, FFPC Best Ball League champ, will be drafting 12th. Dave, we're already a, a full round in. And um, no, su- no huge surprises, but I do have a story I want to tell you after we get through this round. Oh, please tell me a story. Walter. Smola takes Christian McCaffrey at the 101. Finally, we get Saquon Barkley going at the 102 tonight. First time it's happened in pros versus Joes this season. Barkley to Proctor at two. I believe, if I remember correctly, I think Kevin Proctor is a big Penn State uh, Saquon Barkley guy. Oh, well, uh, no offer him. Yes, it did. Ezekiel Elliott to Drake and McFarlane at three. Alvin Kamara to Eric Rubin at four. Michael Thomas, first receiver off the board to David Dodds. Uh, Travis Kelsey to Mark Davidson and Jacob Rotter at the sixth spot. That is the first tight end off the board. Not the only tight end of the first round. Dalvin Cook to Rich Rebar uh, from Sharp Football Analysis at the 7. Miles Sanders to Glenn Lowy at 8. Derek Henry to Brad Evans at the 9 spot. The second tight end uh, drafted in the first round tonight. Matthew Jacobson takes George Kittle. And then you get Josh Hornsby taking Nick Chubb. And Scott Kobe taking Devontae Adams. Shane Hallam checking in in the chat room, Dave. Says he's loving the slim so far this year. This is something a bit of a... a Me and you both there, Shane. Yeah, a bit of a departure from what we've done in pros versus Joes in the past. Normally we do a 28-round best ball format. This year it's an 18-round best ball slim. Uh, No kickers, no defenses, and only 18 rounds. 60-second clock this year, too, as opposed to the 90s. So these things have been lasting about 70, 75 minutes for these slims. And we'll, uh, we'll have all the coverage plus we'll uh, go through the team uh, analysis as always at the end of the program so the thing i wanted to bring up today i was talking with two of my local radio cohorts and uh, actually the two guys that helped me host the the local fantasy football show here in northeast wisconsin the award-winning appleton trophy fantasy football show dave and um, they're kind of just getting warmed up for the season you know they just play basement leagues local leagues whatever and um, uh, my my buddy alex my co-host he says, hey, hey, Balky, I was looking at one of the FFPC drafts that, that just got over with that, that you've been covering this week for pros and shows. I'm like, oh, yeah. He's like, is Miles Sanders really going in the late first round? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. And they and they're both, they couldn't understand why. And this is something that we have talked about in the past, uh, that, that we were never a big believer in investing in an Eagles running back early. But this year it might be a little bit different, and Sanders could be the guy that finally ends that trend or at least temporarily ends that trend as far as we uh, look forward to uh, 2020. If you were drafting in the back end, Dave, would you be willing to take Miles Sanders at the end of the first round, or would you look elsewhere? Uh, yeah, I'd be willing to look at him. I think, think we kind of talked about him last night. I'd, I thought Derrick Henry at the nine pick was a nice pick for Brad Evans, so I probably would have taken Henry over Sanders, but that's just uh, that's where I'm kind of leaning. I do like Mixon, too, but you know, the sense, you have to really be a believer in Joe Burrow to uh, – to, to, to really think the offense is going to produce enough so he's going to score some touchdowns. Um, do you uh, – I thought this was kind of interesting, and, and I don't know. I haven't looked to, to see what's going on at the, the last couple of nights, but Dalvin Cook reported today to Vikings training camp, and there was some discussion. Oh, he may not report. He may hold out because he wants a new deal. He reported, 
And I think this is the latest he's gone in pros versus Jones so far is he falls to the seventh spot tonight. Um, I I like that spot for Dalvin Cook. In fact, if I was and I don't know if David Dodds considered him at five. By the way, did you bully him into a phone call? Do you think we'll hear from him tonight? I forgot. I can email him right now. Okay, make sure it's polite. Don't uh... I always imply to Dodds except in person. Um, Well, because then you have the nuance of you know in person stuff. Um, knowing what we know now that Dalvin Cook has reported, um, if you were picking fifth in this draft um, and you were deciding between Dalvin Cook and Michael Thomas, would you end up going with Michael Thomas given you know, the, the, how high his ceiling could be, how, how crazy his 2019 was, or would you rather get that bell cow running back in Dalvin Cook at five? Yeah, I would not be taking uh, Michael Thomas myself, so I'd like Dodds to call in and defend it. Okay. But, so, so I would take Dalvin Cook. You would? Okay. All right. Fair enough. I, as, if you recall correctly, I also said not to uh, discount Dalvin Cook whatsoever and that you should still draft him early, and uh looks like uh, that was correct. It's why so he's got, the patron. Got one, thing, got one thing right. It's, the, it's why he's the patron saying of fantasy football. Okay, there's one more wrong uh, in the next – 75 minutes. Bob. Well, that, that could be, but let's make sure that we have the chance to get them wrong. So I'm going to take you through the uh, second round here, you and the listeners, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Joe Mixon to Scott Kobe to go with Devontae Adams. Kenyon Drake is the running back, running back start for Josh Hornsby behind Nick Chubb. Josh Jacobs and Matthew Jacobson at the 203. Julio Jones at the 204, followed by another wide receiver. Glenn Lowy takes Tyreek Hill at the 205. Uh, the the second team to start running back, running back tonight is Rich Rebar, who uh, pairs Austin Eckler with his first-round pick, Dalvin Cook. DeAndre Hopkins to uh, Mark Davidson there as he goes tight end receiver. Uh, Hopkins is going to be the fifth receiver off the board tonight. Aaron Jones to David Dodds uh, at the 208 tonight, followed by Chris Godwin, Buccaneers receiver to Eric Rubin at the 209. The 210 is Mark Andrews, the third tight end off the board. And then uh, Godwin's real-life teammate, Mike Evans, to Kevin Proctor at the 211. James Conner at the 212. Uh, that will round up the second round. And Smola is one of three teams along with Rebar and Hornsby to start off running back, running back. So three of the pros, the industry pros, Dave, start off running back, running back. And, you know, I, I think I've brought this up on the show before i've probably done more drafting more early drafting this year than i guess it's not early anymore but i did a lot of drafts earlier this year um and i I felt like i started off a lot of them running back running back this year and and i don't know if that's the quote-unquote correct thing to do i know the 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 good thing is to to take value where it comes you don't usually get a whole lot of value in these pros versus joe's drafts but it's interesting that three of the pros felt that it was the value was in starting running back, running back. We'll see how they cobble together those receivers and tight ends as we move on. You and I have talked about this previously. I don't know if the pros versus Joe's listeners are uh, necessarily privy to this. Which Buccaneers receiver do you prefer this year? Do you like the Mike Evans, or are you going with Chris Godwin after his big 2019 season? Well, as I stated last night, Balky, I prefer Chris Godwin. Did you really state that last night? Yeah. Oh, God, I thought this, we had this conversation like two months ago. Yep. Good God. i got to start listening to you when you talk. Yeah, you know, you ask me questions, and then you don't listen to did what you, I say. Did you – you said why, then, obviously. I don't need to bore the listeners. Well, I mean, Godwin, uh, you know, I assume he's going to command targets. Brady's not a, he's not a deep ball thrower. So, Mike Evans, that's more his game. And uh, you know, in that offense, you know, it goes back to commanding all those targets. Godwin is, is the one who is – he's the one who gets them. I, I just feel that – 
I also feel like Gronk is going to take away some red zone action from Mike Evans. So I think that that's a little bit of a concern there. But nothing, nothing wrong with Mike Evans. Don't get me wrong. You look, I think Godwin went a pick like 11 last night. So Jungle Cats, by comparison, got, you know, got him a little bit later. So. Yeah, no question there. No, nothing else really sticking out to me uh, in the, uh, the second round. We've, we've talked about the um, – here's one thing I, I'm almost positive we have not discussed. Um, it, the Raiders games last year, when the Raiders had leads or were in close games where they could afford to run the ball a lot, Josh Jacobs rarely came off the field, Dave. Um, in games where the Raiders were down by double digits, multiple touchdowns, uh, Josh Jacobs was rarely on the field, and it was the Jalen Richard uh, show yep. out there catching passes. Um, I, I don't know how you fall in on this. I am not comfortable taking him in the late first or early second, knowing that the, his own team does not trust him enough to be out there in pass catching or pass protecting situations. You know, I thought there's been news that said that they're going to really make more of a concerted effort to make Jacobs a three down back. And so I, I, I actually, I'm on board with Jacobs in that. You are. Okay. Yeah, right. I, I like him. I think he's a good talent. Uh, you know, going from his first year to second year, I think he had a fine season as a rookie. And I think that he'll actually improve as a second year player. And I, I think the team is going to be better overall too. You think Austin Eckler had his best season last year or does he have, uh, does, can he even be better this year? I mean, I know he can. Do you think he will? I, I Personally, I do not think he'll do better than last year. I think that, uh, you know, he's a little undersized, but they did pay him. So, uh, you know, I, I guess. It wasn't girly money for what it's worth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think I'd be passing on him for, for Aaron Jones, for example. Um, and they go usually go in the kind of the same spot. I think Aaron Jones goes after him generally. So I probably would take Jones over. Yeah. I, I, well, I'll tell you right now that the ADP we're going to refer to tonight is from fantasymojo.com. Darren Armani, who not only. Uh, does a great job putting together everything FFPC related uh, for, you know, whether it be draft boards or ADP, the FFPC warehouse is on fantasymojo.com. He does a great job with that. Um, in uh, best ball slim ADP, which is the format that we're looking at right now, uh, Aaron Jones, Dave, typically goes at the 207 over the last week. Uh, and then you're looking at um, be- between Jones and Eckler, uh, Eckler is actually going at the 204. So basically, you know, they, they were kind of on brand tonight as far as those players go. Yep, yep. All right, let's get to the third round here. Zach Ertz to Jared Smola from Draft Sharks to lead things off here at the 301. He is the fourth tight end off the board. Allen Robinson to Kevin Proctor is his number two receiver. DJ Moore will be the first receiver for Brian Drake and Dwayne McFarland here. Uh, Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes, back-to-back quarterbacks. Jackson to Reuben, Patrick Mahomes to Dodds. Todd Gurley to Mark Davidson and Jacob Rotter. And then you have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to Rich Rebar. And as Henry Mudo, who's in our BTR chat right now, points out, Rebar is actually the first team to take three running backs to start the draft. Uh, the previous 24 teams the last two nights, nobody did it. Uh, in pros versus Joes. He is kind of crazy, actually. Rebar is the first one to go running back, running back, running back. Uh, Kenny Galladay right after that, after the Edwards Hilaire pick to Rebar. Uh, Galladay to Kenny, uh, Glenn Lowy, excuse me, at the uh, 308. Leonard Fournette is the number two running back for Brad Evans. Uh, Mari Cooper to Matthew Jacobson, followed by Odell Beckham and Calvin Ridley. All right, so let's, let's try to unpack this here, Dave. Allen Robinson's the first player I want to talk about here. On average, he is normally going at the 310. He goes at the 302. And this is the Kevin Proctor, a guy who has played a, a, a metric ton of FFPC uh, best balls, FFPC yep. uh, drafts here on this platform. 
And he went almost a full round ahead of, of where Robinson normally goes. I like Robinson too, Dave, but DJ Moore, I think I would have rather had there. After that, I don't know. Um, I think you can make a case that, that he's still the better selection over Galladay, Beckham, Ridley, um, any of the other third round. Cooper is interesting. I don't know how I'd fall in on that. But I like Robinson. 302 seems a little rich. You know, I, again, I, we kind of talked about this yesterday with Juju because Juju went in that early spot in the third. I think you're, you're looking at after Mike Evans, you have the next pack of like five or six receivers, or maybe you can call it eight. Uh, and I, they're a little interchangeable. So, unfortunately, if Proc, I guess one could say, unfortunately, Proctor had to kind of reach, but he, he didn't. He just had to take the guy, the, the first player that he liked out of that second tier. It's interesting, too, because you think about it, and I know you, you build your team differently, but Allen Robinson um, could be a top 12 receiver, and he's the number two receiver for Kevin Proctor. That's one way of looking at it. I mean, he should be a top 12 receiver. I mean, at least as far as where, no, where, what, where, what, where what Proctor number? drafted him. I think he probably is. I'm guessing. Wide receiver nine is where he's drafted on, on average. Right, so, so he so is being one, drafted two, as a starting three, four, receiver. Five, six, seven. So he went eight here. Yeah. So I mean, right. it's, 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 it's in range. Uh, you know, Jackson and Mahomes kind of, you know, semi sort of fell a little bit further than normal than, and Clyde Edwards Hilaire usually goes a little earlier than that. So I think that's kind of where you're seeing, you know, normally Robinson and Moore go just a, a teensy bit later. Dave Todd Gurley's celebrating tonight because he's no longer a fourth round pick in the 2020 FFPC yeah, he's pros like, versus Joe's. Uh, Mark Davidson and Jacob Rotter take him at the 306 tonight. Still on average in best ball slams for the uh, FFPC over the last week. Uh, he goes at the 301, so he's still being disrespected by these uh, by these analysts. I take it for what it's worth. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire slips a little bit tonight. Edwards-Hilaire uh, falls to the 307 to Rich Rebar from Sharp Football Analysis. Um, he normally goes at the 211 in these drafts. Not sure why the slippage came in tonight. Maybe the Damian Williams hype train is getting some coal pumped in its furnace. I'm not sure. I like uh, that. Well, thank you. Uh, and then um, as we look towards the end of the third round, I guess the player uh, to bring up here, for me at least, is uh, one Calvin Ridley, Dave. He normally goes um, – I just had it. Uh, live radio. That's Wait great. 4.07. Uh, so, as a, I mean, I guess it's one of those things where Scott Kobe, if he wants him, you got to take him there because he's not coming back to you after that. But I thought that was interesting. I like Ridley this year, though. I do. I uh, like Ridley a lot. Uh, I, think, um, I think I got him in the Scott Fishbowl, and I feel like sometimes it's weird because don't you feel like for a large portion of Julio Jones's career, as talented as he's been and is, he gets disrespected by fantasy owners? Julio? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think because he's never been a touchdown machine, that people, and myself included, and also he gets hurt during the playoffs all the time. I always used to make jokes Man. about it. And still probably will this year. Um, you know, that he, but I mean, he could, he gets so many targets. It's, it's just nuts. And you know, but you did lose, you, know, you got Hayden Hurst, you lost Hooper or got rid of him or whatever. And Ridley's, this is uh, what his third year. Yeah. And you, you know, he was really good. He, he's kind of, it's interesting. He's kind of a touchdown machine actually yeah. for, a, for a lean, what is he? Six foot one ninety type player, six one one ninety. He He's actually a really quite a productive touchdown scorer. So I, with Matt Ryan and, you know, their schedule is always easy. They always have all these shootouts. I like Ridley. Well, I guess the, the point I was trying to make with that is, like, you know, I, I feel like people have disrespected Julio Jones, not to, like, this massive degree where they let him slip to the fifth round or something, but I feel like if, if you're not going to get on board Julio Jones, then, then you should be getting on board Calvin Ridley, and I feel like people let Calvin Ridley slip because, well, 
Julio Jones is on the same team. You know, we can't, you know, and and so you can't sort of have it both ways, which I think is interesting. But Ridley could be the de facto number one uh, when and if Julio Jones ever moves on. We'll see what happens there. Or maybe Ridley moves on. I don't don't know know, what's going to happen. Yeah, and if if Gurley is healthy and actually more productive than Devonta Freeman, they have to pay attention to that. And so – you have to have, you have to bring the safeties up in the box a little bit. You can't be double covering. You can't double cover everybody. You know what I mean? So you really have to, you have to deal with all these weapons that they have. And this is a really elite offense. Not to mention Todd Gurley is also in that offense too. Uh, Melvin Gordon leading things off at the 401 tonight for Scott Kobe as his number two running back. Uh, Josh Hornsby gets Juju Smith-Schuster to be his second wideout. Le'Veon Bell will be the uh, running back pair with uh, Josh Jacobs or Matthew Jacobson at the two, uh, 403. Excuse me, Darren Waller, number five tight end drafted tonight. The first one for Brad Evans here at the 404. Chris Carson after that to Glenn Lowy is his number two running back. Rich Rebar, as we pointed out, started off with uh, the, the, the wishbone um, attack with three straight running backs. He gets Adam Thielen in the fourth. David Johnson to Mark Davidson. Uh, and Jacob Rotter here to go with uh, Todd Gurley. I feel like this is the second pairing we've had of Todd Gurley and David Johnson and the pros versus Joes by the same team. I could be wrong. Cooper Cup is the number two receiver for David Dodds. Jonathan Taylor off the board at the 409 to Eric Rubin and the Jungle Cats there. A.J. Brown to Brian Drake and Dwayne McFarland as they go a DJ-AJ attack for receivers. Raheem Mostert, the 411 pick for Kevin Proctor. And then Robert Woods is indeed the first running, or excuse me, wide receiver drafted by Jared Smola. I don't know if you saw the tweet from Jared Smola, who you can follow on Twitter, by the way, at SmolaDS before this when uh, he was talking about drafting tonight from the one spot. He said he was looking forward to the 101, not looking forward to the 2-3 turn. <laughs> I don't know if you, if you share um, Smola's thoughts on that, but Dave, for me, Anytime I've ever had the 101, I've always just dealt with who's there at the 2-3 turn. Just give me the 101, and, and you know, I'm not going to complain. The thing is, your second pick is still the 24th overall player. It's fine. I know he's kind of you know, probably goofing around, or he just doesn't like those players the way they're But that's why you know, Kevin Proctor dealt with it. He supposedly reached for Allen Robinson, but he, really, he just took the player he liked there. He, he took the best guy out of that next year. I thought the Ertz pick was fine. I mean, and James Conner, I mean, that's a little early for James Conner, technically speaking, but who cares? I mean, you say he went to the 304. I think we've talked about James Conner's ADP. Yeah, yeah. So it's not really that early. It's just that's, that's who you like the best there. It's fine. Uh, by the way, too, um, just a friendly promotion. Um, if you're not subscribing to DraftSharks.com, they just released their comeback player of the year uh, today, uh, as well as the runner-up for that, if you're interested in either of those two players. And uh, whether Jared will get either of those two players in the draft tonight, or did he already get one or both of them? Uh, you'll check that out at DraftSharks.com. I always look forward. That's one of the highlights uh, for me for the fantasy offseason. Yeah, I always the like comeback that. player of the year, the breakout pick, the you know everything. I I, I love that stuff at yeah. DraftSharks. You know, the thing is, it's not always correct. Generally, they do a fine job with it, but it's always well articulated. So they really go through I, it. I know. I'm just convinced they're right after because yeah. like, they have a lot of. You sold me. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't take much man like my, my i am so glad I, I i have a bunch of smart people in my family and among my friends because i am the worst i can be manipulated so easily so easily i get manipulated on this show week in and week out you we should go to morocco together and buy some carpets you know they'll walk into like a carpet place you know like you know the you know the middle eastern carpet yeah. market you know you'd be like oh how much for this rug Five thousand. You're like, I'll take it. When I mean, you're actually supposed to talk them down right, to like yeah. eight hundred bucks. 
Oh, I got a great story, not about rugs, but about trucks. After I, I got to tell you this. After I don't want to tell it on the air, but why not? Because um, it's stupid and nobody cares. Um, I, my in-laws and my wife, when they were on a cruise, I think they bought some of these um, really expensive, like, I don't know if it was Morocco, but it was somewhere in Mediterranean. If rugs? You, yeah, rugs. I don't know. Yeah, they, Iran, Iraq, all sorts of places. No, it wasn't there. I mean, somewhere, they were on a Mediterranean cruise and they bought them. So. Egyptian, whatever. I don't know. I, I have no idea what it was. So they did buy some. I'm sure yeah, they, we I'm have sure one at sure our house. I, I have no idea. We have one at our house. We have like the From small. that cruise, did they ship it or did they just bring it? What are they doing? I don't know how they got it home. I don't know if they shipped you know, it or what. how many what. rugs are? God, what a pain in the Well, I don't know. We have, a tiny, we have a tiny one in our bedroom. All right. um, and like my, in-laws, my in-laws have the big one. And um, my a nine by 12. And my wife's we'll like, put it with the luggage. now this is, this is, I don't know if I'm, if I'm just not cultured or whatever, yeah. but my wife's like, Oh my God, look at this rug I bought. Like, this is so great. And I'm like, Hand woven, you know, little kids spent 5,000 hours yeah. weaving this thing. And, and I could not be less impressed. I'm just, <laughs> whatever, you know, I'm going to spill salsa on this thing in a week. Why did we even yeah. buy Make these? Sure there's some red in it. Red, so ridiculous. Um, all right, so the other pick I want to bring up here, or at least the first pick I want to bring up in the fourth round, Dave, Darren Waller at the 404. He normally goes at the 505 in this format. Um, I, and, and I don't know if the fantasy hive mind is making a mistake by letting Waller slip, given that the Raiders um, attacked the pass-catching position in the draft. They still have Tyrell Williams here. Um, Darren Waller at the 404. Uh, you know, if you like him, that's great. Take him there. I can't get on board with that, though, for uh, Brad Evans there. Yeah, personally, for me, I would have come with a different position and probably let – Waller most likely would not have gotten back to me. I, I do like him, actually. But I would have uh, – there's, there's other players. Like, I thought David Johnson was a really fine pick. Cooper Cup was a nice pick. Thielen's a good pick. You know, a lot of the picks after him uh, I thought were decent, too. I mean, if you like Chris Carson, too, that's another option. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, and, and, and uh, well, I do like the fifth-round pick for Brad Evans, too. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um I think, yeah, that's, I, I mean, did we talk about Raheem Mostert agreeing to that deal? Yeah, we talked about that yesterday. So he's, he's basically locked in as at least 1A uh, on that 49ers rush off. He's got the respect finally. He's at least making more than his backup, <laughs> or at least about the same as his backup. God, I didn't even think of that, that Tevin Coleman was making more money than Raheem Mostert. That was like the whole principle yeah. of the whole thing. Yeah, it's like, how can I go out there and perform when, this, when my understudy is, is making more money than me. Kevin Coleman, he sucks. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, all right, so fifth round here, Terry McLaurin to Jared Smola. That's his uh, second receiver off the board, followed by DJ Chark to Kevin Proctor. That is uh, his third receiver. He's got two backs and three receivers so far as far as team construction goes. Cam Akers off the board as the number two running back to Brian Drake and Dwayne McFarland, and that starts off a bit of a running back run here in the fifth round, Dave. Uh, you have Mark Ingram to Eric Rubin, David Montgomery to David Dodds, Devin Singletary to Davidson and Rodder, and then Kareem Hunt off the board as the fourth running back to Rich Rebar. Uh, boy, that is going to be an interesting squad to follow for the remainder of the 13 rounds here. I, I can't wait to see the receivers, tight ends, and quarterbacks that he cobbles together there. Uh, Glenn Lowy takes DK Metcalf as his third wide out. Third wide out. Boy, that's good value for Metcalf. Uh, Cortland Sutton, I already said I like that pick, to Brad Evans at the 509, followed by T.Y. Hilton to Matthew Jacobson. Evan Engram, uh, almost two full rounds after Darren Waller goes. Evan Engram is the sixth tight end chosen, and then Tyler Lockett to Scott Kobe. I think no matter what happens this offseason, D.K. Metcalf and, and Tyler Lockett 
in the majority of the drafts, Dave, they're just destined to be taken in the same round. Yeah, they're always really close to each other. I think they both went kind of late this time, right? Yeah, that's they're what I wanted to look that, like, that's, late, late fourth round. That's what I wanted to look Early up fifth. here. DK Metcalf. Actually, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett normally going at the 507 and 508. Oh, so this is okay. So, so yesterday so, it was actually early. Yesterday was early. Tonight it's it's more on brand here. Um, the other thing that I think that Metcalf and Lockett share in common with what I've seen in drafts in the past when you have these, you know, I think it's safe to say Metcalf is the one, but when you have guys close like this, um, you hear a lot of analysts talk about just take the, take the guy, take the next guy, you know, let, let somebody else take the first guy and then you take the guy who's left. And I feel like that's true again with Seattle. You're going to see a lot of people doing that. Well, Metcalf's gone. I guess I got to take Lockett. I don't think Lockett will go ahead of Metcalf in, in a lot of drafts this year, but I bet it will happen here and there, and that's what we have. I like Cortland Sutton at the 509. I know you're not a huge fan of, uh, of that one. Dave, what do you make of Rich Rebar here? Four running backs in the first five rounds. Uh, with How dare he? Dalvin Cook. I mean, my what kid, the hell is going on? My kids on? say that all the time. It is just, Do they really? Oh, how dare you? They say that they all the time. They say, how dare you? How dare you? I, I, to whom? To you? To, to me, to their friends, to That's their mother. Uh, totally. It. And I, I scold Did them for it every honor time. your father and mother is like one of the commandments? That's what I need to do. I need to bring God into this. And yeah, I bust out the Bible. More importantly than God, the fear of God <laughs> ended up. And uh, that's what I'm going to start get, doing. Get your preacher to talk to him. Right, exactly. <laughs> my preacher. Um, I, like the word, I like preacher better than pastor. Um, you have uh, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Clyde Edwards-Lair, and Kareem Hunt. Now, let me ask you this. Would you stop at running back now? In a slim format, would completely? you would you completely stop at running back after those first four? I would probably take a look at. Um, I don't want to say the player's name. There's a there's a player I would look at, and then maybe take a stab at somebody. You know, maybe I would look at one more running back, one handcuff possibility, and then and then that's it. That would be fine. Okay. Or just one other stab at running back in like the tenth to fourteenth. So not necessarily a handcuff. Correct. I would just go Got with like it. five backs. But it. I mean, his his backs are fantastic. And look at I mean, well, I don't want to get too much into the team, but Thielen and Keenan Allen, nothing wrong with that. You know, Chris Birchby was drafting, I feel like, from the nine spot last night, and he didn't have this exact approach. But I remember him taking a tight end early, and he had some running backs early. I don't think he had a quarterback. I'd have to look at the draft board. But he also, I think he ended up with um, his top two receivers were – Keenan Allen and a guy who hasn't been chosen yet. We we're kind of like, yeah, that will probably work. work right? And then he cobbled. I, yeah, I remember who, I know who that player is. Like four or five, it might have been five or six receivers after that too. Yeah, so upside guys, yeah. old guys, whatever. And he only went with his only two um, tight ends were Travis Kelsey and Tyler Higby. And um, I think this is a, we'll get to the sixth round in a second here. I think this is the latest we've seen Higby going that pros have chose so far this season. But um, it was a very – it was one of those drafts where it, it wasn't like a chalk, oh, this is a high-stakes, how a high-stakes guy would do it. But you look at the draft and you're like, I could totally see a high-stakes, uh, an accomplished, experienced high-stakes drafter attacking this best ball slim the way that Chris Birchby did. And I think he turned out with a good, pretty good team. Yeah, effectively you can tell the story behind the way the team was crafted, right? And I think that that's what he did, and I think you can do that probably with Rich here. We'll see what we'll see how it turns out. We'll see. The six hundred one is Damian Williams to Scott Kobe. 
uh, as he uh, has alternated wide receivers and running backs with each of his first six picks so far. Will Fuller, the uh, third receiver drafted by Josh Hornsby, and then DeAndre Swift is the third running back selected by Matthew Jacobson. He going at the 6.03 tonight. Bit of a mini receiver run here. Devontae Parker to Brad Evans. Marquise Brown to Glenn Lowy. Keenan Allen off the board to Rich Rebar. And then A.J. Green to Mark Davidson. Boy, DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green two years ago, Dave. What a pairing it would be. <laughs> um, Ronald and Todd Gurley, David Johnson. Yes, exactly. Well, even Travis Kelsey to a certain extent, too. Yeah, well, he's been good forever. Ronald Jones is the third running back drafted by David Dodds. Back-to-back tight ends we have here with your guy, Hunter Henry, to Eric Rubin. That's his starting tight end. And then the aforementioned Tyler Higby off the board to Drake and McFarland here at the 6'10". Higby backing up Mark Andrews as he is the second tight end drafted by them. Darius Geist to Kevin Proctor. And then Tyler Boyd uh, creeping up a little bit at the 6'12 tonight. Boyd to, going to the number one team. To Jared Smola. Two nights in a row. Oh, is that what happened last night? Yeah, Hubbard took him, I think, at the 701, if I recall. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he did. Um, and A.J. Green, once again, goes ahead of Tyler Boyd. Do you expect that when we get to the heavy main event drafts in late August, early September, do you expect that A.J. Green will still be going ahead of Tyler Boyd? I do. And I also expect that I would still prefer Boyd. Boyd, yeah. Do you think A.J. Green is more of like a you're trying to win a half-million-dollar grand prize, you see how much he's slipping? Uh, let me bring this up, and this is something Sigmund Bloom, who actually drafted on Sunday night here in this contest, has, has talked about. A.J. Green, is his ADP um, is, is roughly, it's not the exact same, it's roughly the same right now as it was last year um, when you knew that A.J. Green was coming into the season hurt. Sure. Okay? Um, do you view... It's different now because while he's coming into the season healthy, Dave, he's also a year older, and he also missed the entire last season. This is something that he did not experience coming into the 2019 season. So you look at A.J. Green, and people see him sitting there, again, in in a slim format. They see him sitting there in the seventh round, which is normally where he goes. He he and Boyd were both uh, reached for a little bit tonight, according to ADP at least. Do you view him as people see him? Oh, my goodness, A.J. Green's out there. I know I got three receivers already, but if I can have A.J. Green as my fourth receiver, I could really get some differentiation and win this whole thing with A.J. Green as my number four. You know, I, the way I just look at it is he's turning 32 at the end of July. Actually, his birthday, uh, we should wish him a happy birthday. July 31st is his birthday. Oh, my goodness, yeah. He's turned 32. Uh, you know, he hasn't – okay, 2014, he played 13 games. Right. 2015, he played 16 games. 2016, he played 10. 2017, he played 16. And 2018, he played 9. So, I mean, how many games is he going to play? I mean, the guy gets hurt all the time. I, I just – I don't have any faith whatsoever in, AJ, in an aging A.J. Green to be productive. And he very well could be. I mean, maybe he doesn't have a great season. And, in fact, there's probably a 70% chance that he has a fine season. But there's a 30% chance in that or whatever, whatever percent you want to put on it that either he craps out, busts, gets hurt, whatever. I mean, whatever issues he has, he has issues, and he's getting older and older. And you see the career arc of players, and his career arc is definitely on the downside. There's no reason for me not to take Tyler Boyd, a totally competent player who's on the upside, had a high phenom score. Who Cincinnati paid, by the way. Yeah, and they paid him. Yeah, exactly. They did. They had a choice to pay A.J. Green or Tyler Boyd, and they chose Boyd. Mm-hmm. So why would I... No, granted, Cincinnati. It's the Bengals. Yep, I knew that was coming up next. But nevertheless, I mean, they're making decisions based on what they know. Why would they? Why would they not make the decision that's best for their squad? Granted, you want to grab to grab you know, lock up the younger guy, 
But I'm going with the younger guy. I'm going to go with Tyler Boyd. You and, can't. And Tyler Boyd won me leagues last year. He had two yeah. touchdowns in week 15 or 16, whatever it was. I, I bring this up, too. When I took over a dynasty team a couple of years ago, um, there was a dispersal draft. And, you know, both teams were not great. But I ended up taking – it was my pick, and I'm like, well, Tyler Boyd's out there, I guess. And he hadn't done anything yet in yeah. his career. I'm like, yeah. ah, I guess I'll just take this guy see what happens. I probably just could have cut him or traded him for, like, a second-round or a third-round pick. Probably not even a second-round pick. A third that time, probably a third, yeah. yeah. And I was like, ah, I'll see what happens. And he, and he looked really good. Um, you cannot predict injuries, obviously, although injury predictor might have <laughs> – they might say that you can. Um, yes, we can. Um, but what you can't – well, how does injury predictor use what, – what tools they use to predict injuries? Players of the same ilk, um, players of the same age, players with previous injuries. So while you can't say, okay, this guy's going to tear an ACL this year, you can say, you know, there are players with higher probability to re-injure things and, and get hurt again given their age, given their previous injury, injury history. And I think you could make the case with that that A.J. Green falls into that category as well. Um, that said, um, when you're trying to beat out 11 teams and you get nothing for second place, remember all these teams are gunning for a 2021 FFPC main event title, uh, main event um, uh, entry, to Mark Davidson and Jacob Rotter, when you already have those running backs, when you already have Kelsey and you already have Hopkins, maybe you can live with A.J. Green as your number two receiver there and see what happens. Might be a good pick-to-win guy for this particular format. Moving on to the seventh round, J.K. Dobbins off the board to Jared Smola. That is his number three running back at the 701. Uh, we have a Dak Prescott sandwich in between two lovely pieces of tight end bread. Noah Fant. To what Kevin. the hell is that? Yep, Noah Fant. He, I got to do six of these. I got to come up with different <laughs> euphemisms and ways to describe this. That's no, fine. Noah Fant to Kevin Proctor here, uh, the tight end. Then you have uh, Dak Prescott off the board to Drake and McFarland as their starting quarterback. And then Hayden Hurst, Jungle Cats, uh, at Jungle Cats FF, Eric Rubin on Twitter. H-H-H-H. Um, yep, they, they have uh, four H's among their two T's, which is interesting there. They get, they get the, um, the, I don't want to say law firm. It's like a, more of a Henry and Hurst. trust fund type, uh, like frat boys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like a stock trading, yeah. like a hedge fund. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, who'd you see about that? Oh, Henry and Hurst. Yeah, I, I got Henry and Hurst. It's a typical two and twenty deal right. where they take two percent, twenty percent of profits. Oh, oh, did you see what happened uh, with, with those two girls? Oh, who brought them home? Hunter and Henry, of course. You know, it does seem like or Hunter and Hayden, of course. Yeah, I feel like I'm watching the Skulls three or whatever. Oh, you know what's funny? I watched the Skulls the other night. Me too. It was on HBO. I'm like, God, why am I watching this? I felt the same way because you know whatever. Um, you have Caleb Mandrake and Paul Walker. Yeah, yeah. the late Paul Walker played. He's Caleb. such a he plays such a douchebag, which is great. Oh yeah. And then like the main speaking of easily manipulated. Yeah, by who's the, way. the main character again? Joshua Jackson. Yeah, and like, Casey Witter from Dawson's movie Creek. That he did or whatever. No, he's done a. He's actually had a pretty interesting interesting career. He's a, yeah. He, um, I just, I, for no, for whatever. Sorry, enough, I just for some reason I just don't care for him. So no, that's fine. I get it. He's a he's gotten into a, he's a hockey guy. He's a Canadian guy. He was actually in Mighty Ducks, all three Mighty Ducks movies. But he's gotten into some drunken scrapes at hockey games um, in Canada in real life. To be he, honest, I bet you I would, I bet you I would love him in real person. Oh, real I'd, lo- I'd love to hang out with him. Out yeah. yeah, have a couple of drinks. He, um, he, uh, do you ever watch The Affair on Showtime? No, I don't. It's critically acclaimed, whatever. He's on that show. Oh, okay. He's been on that show well, for good. a while. I'm glad his career is working he's, out He's him. been in a few movies, so he hasn't completely fallen off. Maybe I just didn't like him in The Skulls for whatever reason. He has the... the, the 
Okay, so the dude from um, um, Saturday Night Live, Colin Jost, who is the he- he's the head writer. He's on Weekend Update. He just released a memoir called A Very Punchable Face, and it's his face yeah. on the cover. Okay, and he does have a very Joshua punchable. Jackson has a punchable. Face. Has a very punchable face. I yeah. think that's what it is, and maybe that's why he gets in all these drunken scrapes. Because everybody's like, I just want to punch this guy. Well, the other thing, too, is he's supposed to be this collegiate. Uh, we'll get back to the show in a minute. He's supposed to be this collegiate rower, right? And his face is like. Oh, this, my gosh. Yeah. like a big, mushy face. Yeah. And, and like, he has no muscle definition whatsoever. I'm like, dude. He looks like a college, like a gamer. Like, yeah, exactly. He this guy like, just plays I'm like, Madden you see for the a social living. network, the Winklevi, yeah. the Winklevoss twins. Now, those guys look like freaking rowers. You, you know, this, he doesn't look at all like a rower. So, anyway. Dude who played the Winklevoss twins, Army Hammer, he and his wife just separated. Very, very How sad. unfortunate. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so moving on. By the way, the real Winklevoss twins are crushing it in, even in the uh, – What did they do? They did something big. In the, uh, in the Bitcoin. Oh, they, that's they, what it was. Yeah, yeah, they made a ton of money in Bitcoin. Anyway, back to the draft. Stephon Diggs to David Dodds <laughs> as his number three receiver. Jarvis Landry and Michael Gallup right after that. Uh, Landry to Davidson and Rodder. Michael Gallup is the third receiver drafted by Rich Rebar here at the 707. Mike Gesicki, first tight end for Glenn Lowy here. Glenn Lowy takes his first tight end at the 708. And then we get a little quarterback run here. Kyler Murray to Brad Evans, Deshaun Watson to Matthew Jacobson. TJ Hawkinson will be the backup tight end to Evan Ingram for Josh Hornsby as he takes him at the 7-11. And then Russell Wilson at the 7-12 tonight to Scott Kobe. That finishes off those top six quarterbacks. Yeah. We've seen every time. Now, now it's gonna be a, there's going to be a big gap a couple right. rounds. So just, just to comment on the quarterbacks here just real quick, um, normally we see the big gap after Jackson Mahomes, but it was Murray the last couple of nights tonight it was Prescott first and I also feel like there is a little bit of a gap after Murray goes before Prescott Watson and Wilson goes Murray gets lumped in there tonight yeah yeah I mean it's I guess it's just just variance there's nothing to yeah personal preference I mean I I can see I can see the argument for anyone taking you know you have Lamar Jackson Mahomes definitely the first tier but that second tier I could see the argument for taking Prescott, Murray, Watson, or Wilson, all third, fourth, fifth, or sixth. I can totally see it. Um, In fact, when you, when you look at the receivers, when you're talking about the receiver quality, I think you could argue that Watson has by far the worst. I mean, the, you know, by comparison, you have Will Fuller, Cooks, and no tight end effectively. Yeah. Wilson, yeah. you know, Wilson, you know, we all know the players that these guys have, and uh, – yeah, that's just. Yeah, I think by far is safe. I mean, he's clearly the worst, and the question is, is it by far? And I think it is. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. I guess. No, I think Mur- it is by far. Murray I think you're right. Have Hopkins, old Fitz, and a you know a bunch Christian of young guys Kirk. And, and Kirk, yeah. Kirk. Kirk was pretty good last yeah. season. Yeah, he's solid. You know, I was listening to um um the Football Guys podcast uh, again, which by the way, David Dodds drafting in this contest, co-founder of that website. Not sure if he's gotten back to Dave's message. No, he hasn't even responded. Yeah. Well, he is drafting tonight. Did you see what David Dodd said about the draft tonight, by the way, on Twitter? No, I don't, I don't go on the, on the Twitter. Okay. Um, I'm going to bring it up right now and, and read this, and then I have, a, <laughs> and then I have a, a, another story to tell you about the Arizona receivers. Hey, great, whatever. Take your time. Um, okay, so David Dodds, who you can follow on Twitter at FBG underscore Dodds. Um, he was t- so Javier from Terre Haute, who – apparently just communicates with Darren Armani now, doesn't communicate with us yeah, anymore. He supposedly has odds of this He thing. sets the odds. He set the odds for the pros versus shows the I last three years. I think Scott Colby was mad because he was 14 to 1 or something. Was he really? Well, he, he wasn't mad. He, he pointed out in the, in the FFPC draft or the lobby, right? Right, yeah. 
I'm like, dude, I don't know, I don't know anything about this. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Javier from Terre Haute, which nobody knows what he looks like, but Darren always chooses to use the picture of Tattoo from uh, <laughs> Fantasy Island, um, which they just made a movie about, that actor who played him. Um, on HBO, Peter Dinklage played him in, and like a, it was like an autobiography, uh, not an autobiography, biography, biography yeah. biopic, biopic, whatever they call it. Yeah. Um, I think is that got, a major in college now? Biopic? No. Um, anyway, so so Dodds comes out at ten to one tonight to win this league, right? And he chimes in on Twitter. That's better than twelve to one. The fact that my odds haven't moved higher is a testament to how secure my operation is. <laughs> As my bank of 15 computers cools and the 10 millionth sim completes, I think I will just enjoy some music to clear my head <laughs> before my inevitable victory. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a good tweet there. Remember, David Duds is a rocket scientist, so we, you know, we're laughing at that. It probably is all real. Um, let's talk about Noah Fant here, Dave, before we move on to the eighth round. He normally goes at the 812 in the slim format, 702 tonight to Kevin Proctor. Uh, how many of the tight ends that went after him would you have rather had over Fant? Let's play Would You Rather. Noah Fant or Hayden Hurst? Hurst. Noah Fant or Mike Gesicki? Uh, Gesicki. I agree on both of those, by the way. Noah Fant or TJ Hawkinson? You know what? I'm actually... <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I've crapped on Hawkinson before, but he has Stafford thrown to him. I'll take Hawkinson. I would take Fant. Noah Fant or Austin Hooper? Hooper. Hooper. Yeah, I heard you. I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess I will lean towards. Take Fant. No, I'm going to take Fant. Go ahead. Noah Fant or Jared Cook? Uh, Cook, for sure. I agree. Noah Fant or Rob Gronkowski? Getting closer, but I'll take Gronk. I think I would take Gronk there, too. Noah Fant or Chris Herndon? Oh, Fant. I agree. All right, so we're fairly on the same page there. Let's get to the eighth yeah, round kind here. Kind of our point, though, is that he could have let Fant go. And possibly, maybe. No, he could. What's his ADP? Eight twelve. So he could have let Fant go, and, and you you can't you cannot disagree with this argument. There was a fifty fifty shot at worst of him getting him at the eight eleven. Ah, that's right, math. I, I don't Thank know. Thank you. That's math. Yeah, I went to parochial school. I'm not a good <laughs> math student. Um. Okay. So moving on here to the eight oh one, Austin Hooper to Scott Kobe, and then uh. uh Three straight running backs. You get James White to Josh Hornsby, Daryl Henderson to Matthew Jacobson, Kashawn Vaughn to Brad Evans as his number three running back. Brandon Cooks, was that the receiver you were thinking of before that Chris Birchby took? That, that is correct. Okay. Brandon Cooks, That's yeah. who I was thinking of as well. Brandon Cooks goes to Glenn Lowy tonight. Another accomplished high-stakes guy taking Brandon Cooks. Hmm, interesting. Sleeper. Um, Deontay Johnson to Rich Rebar from uh, Sharp Football Analysis as his number four receiver. Uh, Jared Cook to Mark Davidson and uh, Jacob Rotter, which, by the way, I I know we're only halfway through, but Rebar has not taken another running back yet. Smart. We'll we'll see what happens. All right, so uh, Jared Cook and Rob Gronkowski uh, after that. Tariq Cohen to uh, Eric Rubin as his number four running back. Julian Edelman will be the number three pass catcher for Brian Drake and Dwayne McFarland. Chris Herndon off the board at the 8-11, and then Marvin Jones at the 8-12 tonight to Jared Smola. Marvin Jones, the guy that you love that I would like to like, just have not been able to find it in my system. I don't know if I would say I love him, but, but I like him. All right, so you like him, and I wish I, I did. I maybe like him, like him. Um, Daryl Henderson, 8-03. Dave, to me, that seems a little early. I'm going to look it up right now for this format. Normally goes at the 11-01. Um, <coughs> Matthew Jacobson <laughs> yeah, did not – he does not have Cam Akers. Um, 
maybe this is just a case of he just doesn't like Cam Makers and believes Henderson is, is going to be the guy. You see Henderson crawling up draft boards as we get closer to main event season? I don't know if I see that. Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't. I think he'll kind of stay where he's at. Um, In fact, he, I, with no preseason, I see no reason for him to be moving much at all. All right, so just to talk about Rebar's receivers here a little bit, we already talked about Thielen and Allen. He gets Gallup and Deontay Johnson, two guys that are getting some hype, but they're both number two receivers on their own teams. Is that a deterrent for you to take them where, where he did in the seventh and eighth? Would you be staking, staying away knowing that Gallup's not going to get the number one touches, knowing that Deontay Johnson's going to be playing second fiddle to Juju Smith-Schuster? Although there's some people out there that believe Johnson will leapfrog Smith-Schuster this year. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned all those things. Um, I'd be on board with Gallup, but for some reason, I just, I'm not feeling Deontay Johnson. He's a second-year player. He didn't really, to me, he didn't prove himself at, at all, really, as a rookie. So I don't, I don't really get the hype. I don't get the love. He was not, he's not like a superb athlete or anything. No. He's not, you know, like DK Metcalf, granted, he had terrible, like, you know, agility drills, but the guy ran, ran like a four, whatever, four, three at, at his size is crazy, you know. Uh, Deontay Johnson, He's just kind of an average athlete, so he's got to be really good in a lot of different ways. I, I'm just not a big believer in him. That's just my personal take. Okay, fair enough. Let's move on to the ninth round then, Dave. John U. Smith and Blake Jarwin, a pair of tight ends, kick things off. Smith to Smola, Jarwin to Proctor, Jordan Howard, the starting running back for Miami, to Brian Drake and Dwayne McFarlane, Christian Kirk to Eric Rubin. That's his number two receiver. Hmm, I think we're going to be talking about that coming up. <laughs> uh, Dallas Goddard is the number two tight end drafted by David Dodds. And then you have Philip Lindsay going to Davidson and Rodder there at the 906 tonight. That is their number four running back. Uh, Rich Rebar now has a starting quarterback. His name is Matt Ryan, and he plays for the Atlanta Falcons. He goes at the 907. Tevin Coleman and Marlon Mack go back to back. Glenn Lowy takes Coleman. Brad Evans takes Mack. Jerry Judy to Matthew Jacobson here at the 9-10. And then Matt Breida off the board as the number four running back drafted by Josh Hornsby at Fantasy ADHD on Twitter. Uh, Hornsby takes Breida as the penultimate pick in the ninth round. And then Josh Allen uh, goes to Scott Kobe. This is interesting too, Dave, All right. because we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams with quarterbacks, but Kobe is the first one to back up his quarterback, Russell Wilson and Josh Allen. That's a one-two punch. I'd probably be staying away from the position the rest of the way. How do you think this is going to affect the teams going forward in the 10th round on that do not have quarterbacks? You know, actually, I, I, I honestly think they're, gonna just, they're not going to pay attention to it. I think they're going to ignore that, and they're still going to wait. I think 11th round. That's, that's what we're going to see yeah, it tonight. I, yeah, there's going to be a run, but it's not going to be you, What did you say it was going to be last night? Did you say it was going to be 11th round last night? To be honest, you have to roll back the tape. Yeah, I'm not. I we don't have time to do that right now. Um, but uh, I was wrong. Whatever it was, I was wrong though. By about two rounds. I think it was I just two rounds. 11th, you either said it was 11th or the 13th. I think I said 11th. I think it was the 13th. Okay. Then. All right. So fair enough. Well, we'll see what happens tonight uh, regarding that. But this is an interesting ninth round. Uh, your favorite tight end clearly in the ninth round, Dave, was Dallas Goddard over Jarwin and Johnny Smith. Yes, for me, yes, for sure. I love Goddard. All right. So in this format, and by the way, if you if you're not familiar with the FFPC format, it is one it is a start, one quarterback, two running back, two receiver, one tight end, two flex in the slim format. The general format. You only have to start two receivers. That said, Dave, if you were Eric Rubin, would you have waited until the nine oh four to draft your second receiver i mean he loaded up at the he's got four running backs he's got lamar jackson he's got a pair of tight ends 
but it came at the expense of having Christian Kirk as your number two receiver. Yeah, I would have gone differently a little bit. Um, maybe instead of taking Ingram, I would have taken a receiver. Or for sure, instead of taking Cohen, I would have taken Edelman probably in the eighth round. But, yeah, Marvin Jones also would have been fine. Yeah, I mean, I think what we're in. And it's kind of a, the Cohen was kind of a luxury a little bit, and that, there's no reason that, I mean, even if you like him, I don't know what's the point. You don't like Cohen this year, do you? I don't really like him in general. I mean, whatever. I'm starting to like him more again. <laughs> he's, getting that, he's getting that preseason hype, like catching passes. Montgomery sucks. Cohen is, you know, the Bears' would have, the offense would have been better if they would have gotten Cohen involved more last year. I don't know. Speaking, uh, of, the, speaking of the Bears, did you, and Twitter, did you hear there was a rumor that Nick Foles was going to sit out the, the season uh, that was then quickly debunked by someone, you know, somewhat. By like, Nick Foles? <laughs> no, it was, it was, it's funny. It was, um, like a marginal person on Twitter, let's say, I don't know. Eric Balkman. Yeah. Eric Balkman <laughs> goes, oh, yeah. You know, my sources tell me that Nick Foles is oh, coming out sources, COVID. Yeah. And then, like, you get, like, someone at a level below Adam Schefter. I don't remember who it was. But, like, like a legitimate blue checkmark person. Like, um, the rumors are incorrect. You know, Nick Foles is playing, da 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 right. So it's kind of yeah. like put that guy in, play, in his place. I was, you know. Something Wallace was the one who set out the original rumor. Uh, yeah, I don't Whatever. know. Um. Bubba Wallace, the NASCAR driver? <laughs> yeah, might have been. Do you like how we incorporated NASCAR into pros versus Joe's number one with uh, Scott, Scott Engel, the king? Because he, he writes about NASCAR. Yeah, I, I thought NASCAR. that was a kind of interesting little mini conversation you guys had together. <laughs> I had no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> I think like, oh, what about this guy, man? He really uh, needs to – Kenny Hamlin or Bob Hamlin or Jimmy Hamlin or whatever. Danny Hamlin. Whatever the hell is Hamlin. <laughs> yeah. Hemi Hamlin. Hunter Hamlin, uh, Hayden Hamlin. Uh, Hunter Hamlin, the rookie tight end for the, for the uh, Arizona yeah, he's Cardinals. He's got to win the Cup some year. I mean, he's a nice guy. The, yeah. It, well, that's all. You just you retained a lot of information from the conversation <laughs> that you weren't a part of. Except for the first name. Uh, I have to prep for my uh, NASCAR interview tomorrow, so I'm, like, dialed. I'm in the yeah, NASCAR. Is Hamlin coming on? No, no, but one of his buddies is coming on my show. Really? But, well, he's from the Motor Racing Network. His, his, he's, his name is Alex Hayden. He comes on our show every Wednesday, but, every Wednesday, but he's, he's on... Um, is he a hillbilly? He's good buddies with Alex, uh, or with uh, Denny Hamlin. No, he's not a hillbilly. Um, all right, so uh, Shane Hallam's get, got breaking news in the uh, BTR chat room. Hey, Devin, oh, Devin, Devin who? Funches? Well, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I want to talk about that in a second here, though. Um, uh, Shane says, my sources tell me Eric Balkman is going to sit out the HSFFR season. And I got news for you. If you've ever listened to the HSFFR, I've been sitting out that season for years. You know what's really funny, actually, is the, our formerly known as the Verizon Studios. Mm-hmm. We've been social distancing for years. We're, we we're, really have, yeah. How far away are we, about eight feet? We're seven, I would say. Let's seem, seem accurate. All right. Could you fit a Giannis Adetokounmpo between <laughs> us right now? I'm not sure. Um, so um, what was I talking about now with – um, I remember. Denny Hamlin? No, I had some. No, after NASCAR, it's something I was going to bring. Oh, Devin Funches. Reggie Hammond is Reggie Hammond is uh, Eddie Murphy's character in Forty Eight Hours. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, go ahead. Um, what a racist name <laughs> to give oh, to give Eddie Murphy for that movie. Like, what are we going to call his character? How about Reggie Hammond? <laughs> um, I suppose in this day and age, right, that would yeah. be instantly that's, banned. That's how I, I I think about things now. Um, so Devin Funches. So you you saw a lot of the players you know opting out of the season or whatever and i'm just curious to your thoughts on it i I think they have until saturday to announce whether whether they're they're going to opt out you think we're going to see any big names on that list just from a from a fantasy perspective because i'm not sure we will 
it wouldn't surprise me to see one or two. I mean, I, I, I you know, it's so. I mean, who knows? It's so tough to predict. I just can't. I, I yeah. can't predict. I don't know. I just. I'm I, glad it, so far, it's been Marquis Goodwin who's garbage, and then Devin Funches, right? As from skill from wide receiver. Uh, who's back. the other one? There's one other like kind of. Oh, Brandon Bolden. Um, oh, yeah, so like which, by, which, by the way, I can't remember who said it. Like, oh, I guess we won't get that three-touchdown outlier this season. Yeah, right, yeah. Week 14, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. We missed it. Um, I just – I feel like in, in football we're – you know, fantasy – say what you will, but fantasy has such an impact on, on NFL – on the NFL, the NFL players, the, the skill position guys, and, and it's such a numbers-driven thing with contracts. It, it's hard – for me to believe that somebody unless they've already made their millions and are yeah. like you know are just clinging on um which i don't even know how many of those players are out there like that unless you're a quarterback um well, sure, yeah, can i give you my little point well i'll just i'll just yeah, say that it's, it's, it's yeah. tough for me to see a player like that who stands to make so much money from a big statistical season sit out so let's look at look i'm gonna leave uh, you know, let's lump tight end in with wide receiver right when you play, when you're playing football and you're a wide receiver or a tight end, you're not really all that close to other players all that much. You get you know, tackled here and there, right? So that's fine. I, I feel like the receivers are a little bit of a low risk position. Running back is not low risk necessarily, no. but it's a it's a short shelf life career. So you ha- you can't you can't miss a year. I mean, can you miss a year if you're Derrick Henry? Can you miss a year? No, no. no. And quarterbacks. I mean, they have different colored jerseys on, so they don't get hit. Yeah. So it's the same thing. You get, you get the quarterbacks are protected. So I feel like the positions kind of lend themselves to playing. That's my point. Yeah, no, I get that. Uh, some, some thoughts in the BTR chat room here as we'll get back to the live draft shortly. Uh, Shane Helm says uh, they have longer to opt out. The date is not set. It actually depends on the NFLPA and NFL's final qualification for it. Uh, Henry Muto saying they have until at least Monday, maybe at least uh, Tuesday, uh, Shane's saying it's it's at least going to be a week from now. And as we talk about the fantasy aspect, you remember New, the New England defense, Dave, everybody is falling all over themselves. Um, was it last year or two years ago? And, and analysts were going insane about this. Respected analysts saying, like, they would trade Odell Beckham uh, straight up for the New England defense. And I was just like, you guys, just get grounded here. This is ins- This is crazy talk. Unless you're playing in a league where you start like one receiver and defenses count create like Balkman league points or something like that. I was just gonna say that. Um, so that that is that that's what we're what we're looking at here. Right, let's get back to the draft because we're falling behind here. Um, where do we leave off? Josh Allen. Okay, ten oh one. Anthony Miller, Debo Samuel to Josh Hornsby, Justin Jefferson and Jamison Crowder. After that to Jacobson and Evans respectively. Zach Moss over to Glenn Lowy, followed by Mecole Hardman to Rich Rebar. Still hasn't drafted a running back since Kareem Hunt. Um, Emmanuel Sanders to uh, Davidson and Rodder. Latavius Murray to David Dodds as his number four running back. Darius Slayton to Eric Rubin. C.D. Lamb to Drake and McFarlane. Alexander Madison to Kevin Proctor. And then Carson Wentz wraps up the 10th round here to Jared Small. I want to motor on into the 11th round, Dave. Carrion Johnson at the 11.01. Daniel Jones to Kevin Proctor at the 11.02. And there was a question from the chat from Shane P. Hallam. Do you guys buy Daniel Jones this season? New coaching staff, not the best passer. We'll need his legs. I am a bit meh. Dave, are you a bit meh on Daniel Jones? I, I, it, would be, it would be really tough for me to pass on Drew Brees or Aaron Rodgers for Daniel Jones. So, so I'd probably, uh, yeah. He's got those legs, though. Yes, he does have two legs. <laughs> and he uses them. He does use them. Rodgers and Brees, they just need to have their, their legs not be broken. 
Daniel you know, Rogers Jones rushes once in a while. Once oh, in a while he does. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I hear you. I, hear, I get it. I actually, it's interesting because if you look at the FFPC best ball slim ADP among the quarterbacks right now, Daniel Jones is being drafted as quarterback 13 at the 10.08 on average, Dave. And you know who he's right between? The two quarterbacks you just brought up. Breeze goes right in front of him. Rodgers goes right behind him with about a half round separating them. Um, I get it that, that you want to go with the up and comer, but you know, for me, a notorious bag holder in dynasty drafts, I'm probably leaning towards Breeze and Rodgers as well there, knowing what those guys are capable of, knowing what they've already done, and still Daniel Jones, he, he, he is a bit of a, of a wild card, a bit of a mystery box. He, doesn't, he does not have enough of a history in the NFL. I mean, he could be fantastic, but I mean, you have sophomore slumps. It really happens all the time. I, I, I also question um, the, the weapons. You know, Barkley's obviously awesome. That, there's no question about that. Engram, I don't know. He's, he's been dinged up. He's been okay when he's been Coming in there. An injury. Um, and then you look at the receivers, Golden Tate, Darius Slayton, Sterling Shepard. I mean, who's the number one there? All of them? None of them? I don't know. Golden Tate. You think he is? I don't know. Because he's, he's the last one drafted among FFPC drafts. But I mean, he could be. I mean, as, even though he's just a slot. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, Mark so, Davidson's picking right now. I, there's, I would actually, uh, whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see if I can guess who it is. Well, we just talked about the, comp, the, the, the two. Got it. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Jones to Kevin Proctor oh, at the 11. Stafford, Stafford's, you know, it's That's fine. not bad. Jalen Rager to, uh, to Brian Drake and Dwayne McFarlane at the 11.03. Preston Williams to Jungle Cats. That's Eric Rubin at 11.04. Sterling Shepard to David Dodds, followed by Drew Brees to Davidson and Rodder. Pair of tight ends here. Jack Doyle is the starting tight end for Rich Rebar. Ian Thomas is the backup tight end for Glenn Lowy. He already took Mike Kosicki in the seventh. Tony Pollard, a.k.a. Pollard, goes to Brad Evans here in the 11th. Boy, that's a nice value if I do say so myself. I'll have to verify that shortly. Boston Scott right after that, another nice value in my opinion, to Matthew Jacobson. And then Baker Mayfield and John Brown round up round 11. All right, so let's look at the Pollard ADP right away, Dave. Maybe I'm off on this. Um, but he normally goes at the 10-12, so it's a little bit of a value, not a, a ton. You're looking at two-thirds of a round, whatever. Um, so we talked about – go ahead. Your point last night about how a lot of running back people have not drafted handcuffs is playing. I was going to bring this up before too. Yeah, yeah. playing out again tonight. I mean, really, you're not seeing handcuffs being taken. You're seeing actually the old switcheroo, and uh, people are just taking other people's handcuffs. Yeah. And it's fine. I mean, it's just the way it's working out. You think that continues in, in high stakes drafts? And which, by the way, if you want to, um, if this is the first FFPC draft you're ever seeing, you know, with the tight end premium format, the flex. We have a ton of options for you at myffpc.com. You can draft in this actual best ball slim format. We have classic best ball uh, formats on that website. The Terminator satellites, the Terminator contest, which gets underway in about four days here, where you have to uh, cut one player off your team every single week until you're left with a starting lineup in week 16, $25,000 grand prize in that. That'll be fun. Um, Also, the Football Guys Players Championship, those drafts have been filling up fast. $500,000 $500,000 grand prize, only a $350 entry. And then, of course, the main event, which you have about mm, four hours to sign up for right now to make sure that you get your early draft slot dead, uh, early draft slot by August 2nd. You'll know where you're drafting for the FFPC main event. Half-million-dollar grand prize there, too. So check all those out at myffpc.com, and hopefully you can use what we're saying 
um, to your advantage or, um, you know, go against it and win a lot of money. Uh, it's, it's all up to you at myffpc.com. Go ahead, Dave. You look a little confused. No, I don't want to say it. I'll talk about what I'm going to talk about in a, in a bit. All right, that sounds good. I want to talk about it. As an undrafted player, I'm just not, I'm not under quite understanding, but we'll see what happens. All right. Um, this is, uh, oh, which, by the way, shout out to Shane Hallam. It's his first main event this year. FFPC main event. No, I never played the main. Oh, well. Be his maiden voyage. Welcome. Look forward to having him on in about four months when he wins the 500K. That would actually be pretty funny. That'd be great. Uh, Moving on to the 12th round here. uh, Josh Kelly uh, is the first selection there. Scott Kobe as he uh, grabs, (laughs) I was just going to say, well, now he handcuffed Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon's not on the Chargers anymore, so it's not a handcuff there. Josh Kelly at the 12-1. Cam Newton, back-to-back quarterbacks drafted by Josh Hornsby. He gets Mayfield and Newton in the 11th and 12th. Jay Sternberger off the board to Matthew Jacobson as his backup tight end to George Kittle. Naheem Hines off the board to Brad Evans right after that at the 12-04. Tom Brady starting for the Buccaneers, starting for Glenn Lowy tonight in the 12th round. Eric Ebron backing up Jack Doyle for Rich Rebar's tight ends uh, tonight from uh, Sharp Football Analysis. Matthew Stafford, as you teased earlier, Mark Davidson and Jacob Rotter take him as their second quarterback. Jared Goff right off the board after that, backing up Patrick Mahomes for David Dodds. Maybe Jared Goff will end up backing up Patrick Mahomes in real life too someday, Dave. I wouldn't put it past anyone. Yeah, possible. Nikhil Harry to Eric Rubin as his fourth straight wide receiver drafted. We talked about this earlier. How was he going to cobble the receivers together when he waited until the ninth round to draft his number two? Well, he's pounded a ton of them. We'll give our thoughts on that coming up later. Chase Edmonds to Brian Drake and Dwayne McFarlane. And then you have Antonio Gibson to Kevin Brockter and Mike Williams wrapping up the 12th round. He going to Jared Smola from DraftSharks.com as his number five receiver. We, um, we talked about what round the quarterbacks are going to go tonight, Dave. It was sort of a combination between the 11th and 12th, really. Mm-hmm. And I think you could make – I mean, Carson Wentz was the final pick of the 10th. So, really, you had in a span of, you know, 24 picks, you had eight quarterbacks go off the board there. Now I believe everyone has a starter. Yeah, everyone has at least one. Everyone has at least one, and uh, it's pretty uh, – it, it just shows the depth of quarterback. It really is super deep. I mean, there's some really quality players that are still being ignored, and uh, it's amazing. You know, one quality player in particular? There's a quality player. This is the type of situation where if, um, if I'm picking 11th, I'm taking my third quarterback. If I'm picking 12th, I'm taking my third quarterback, and I'm, I'm popping it out. I can't. I, I can't wait till he gets drafted because I get a great story to tell about him. <laughs> um, he, he did an interview today, and I want to talk about that. I mean – I mean, it's just—I I can't possibly see. I don't know. I don't understand why that one player would impact this other player's draft position due to making a certain decision. I mean, but I guess it's possible. I like what Evans did um, in the 11th and 12th here, as far as running backs go. Now he already had Derrick Henry. He already had Leonard Fournette. Um, you know, to, to you know that he grabbed early. He gets Keshawn Vaughn and Marlon Mack. Keshawn Vaughn, I guess, is very on brand. I, I should pay more attention to Brad Evans, and, and I try to, but I, I can't keep up on everyone. But I guess it's very on brand for him, Keshawn Vaughn, to uh, Evans there, according to Shane P. Helen. The 11th and 12th picks, man, Pollard and Hines, I like those picks for, for a, a running back core to, to sort of round that out. He's probably good on running back now the rest of the way. He won't have to uh, concentrate on that, but yeah, I like I, what he did back-to-back there. Yeah, I agree with you. He's going to be a little weak at uh, – 
tight end two and receiver due to that. But, yeah, it did work out that way. All right, moving on to round 13. Deshaun Jackson is uh, going to be going off the board here at the 1301. That is the number six receiver drafted by Jared Smola from Draft Sharks. Golden Tate right off the board after that to Kevin Proctor. Sony Michelle, bit of a plunge here. Brian Drake and, uh, and Dwayne McFarland from Pro Football Focus there. Uh, they take Michelle at the 1301. Dave, at what point would you get on board with Sony Michelle, given that we heard that – what was the news today that, that he might not be ready for the regular season? I, I, I might be making that up. Let me look it up here. Yeah, they, you know, the website's fade the noise. I'll fade the Michelle. I'm not taking him. He's off my board. I would actually take, I would actually take an undrafted other player that's on the same team and is running back yeah. uh, over him. Uh, yeah, Athletics Jeff Howe said that Michelle is uncertain – for the start of football activities. He had that surgery on his foot in May and uh, okay. 29 total games in his career. He's had 13 touchdowns over 1800 rushing yards, but the injuries are piling up, Dave. And he's not a pass catching back. So you're a half. I always thought team. he was. And then Bel- Belichick never put him in position. Okay, to catch I'm passes. sorry. You know what? That's kind of a little bit of a misspeak. It, he's not a back that is permitted to catch passes yeah. on the Patriots. I mean, he caught passes in college. Did he not? Yeah, he is. A, okay. He's a, person who's capable of catching passes he's just not as good as james white at it so, <laughs> yeah maybe that's Belichick why they could give two shits yeah he's like well i mean hey sorry james white's a pass catcher because he's way better than you are yeah which is probably true it is true you know and you know what's weird james white never caught passes in college really <laughs> he, well he went to wisconsin yeah. i mean they didn't even throw the ball it was they didn't throw the ball to backs tight ends receivers anyway half offensive snaps they didn't have a quarterback out there it's just direct <laughs> snaps all the time um, they, they'd have seven linemen out there with regularity. Uh, moving on here, um, after Michelle, you have Irv Smith, the... Uh, what is oh, going on? The, oh, my God. Finally. Rodgers just got drafted okay. in the 14th <laughs> round. But, which, by the way, goes to Davidson and Rodder, who you thought might take him in the 12th when they took Stafford, and they still get him. Unbelievable. All right, so I'll get to that in a second here. My favorite team, Mark Davidson's team. All right, Irv Smith to, uh, to, to uh, Eric Rubin, the old soul. Irv Smith uh, at the 1304 tonight. Duke Johnson and Chris Thompson right after that. Dodds and uh, Davidson take him. Uh, Curtis Samuel to Rich Rebar. A.J. Dillon off the board to Glenn Lowy like that pick. Will Disley is backing up Darren Waller at tight end for Brad Evans. Sammy Watkins and Robbie Anderson off the board to Matthew Jacobson and Josh Hornsby respectively. And then you have Dawson Knox, a favorite of the high-stakes fantasy football hour honchos as he is the number two tight end for Scott Kobe. I like Dawson Knox, Dave. Not sure I'm on board with him as the backup tight end for me. I think he's got third tight end, screaming third tight end value for me. I don't know if I like him as a backup, though. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. It's like, uh, now, now what are you looking at? Eifert as your third? It's like, ouch. You know, oh, so not, funny. That's, not a big fan. That's what I had to do in the Scott Fishbowl because I waited and waited, and I took Eifert as my third tight end, and I mean, I you don't even took a hot shower and burned all my clothes. Yeah, exactly. You don't felt, even cross your fingers. You cross terrible. like all your toes and stuff. Yes, to hope exactly. he does anything. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, what's the over-under on games played for Eifert this year? Just curiously. Uh, seven and a hook. I'd take the under. Um, <laughs> all right, so moving on here to the 14th round. lot to talk about here. Carlos Hyde to Scott Kobe to lead things off. Teddy Bridgewater off the board 
um, as the number three quarterback drafted by Josh Hornsby, Justice Hill to Matthew Jacobson after that. Joe Burrow will be backing up Kyler Murray for Brad Evans, fade the noise squad. Damian Harris, the interesting guy that we were sort of alluding to before, he's sort of the interesting guy in New England right now. Glenn Lowy with back-to-back interesting picks at running back, both of them that I like, Dylan and Damian Harris there. Roethlisberger to Rich Rebar. Aaron Rodgers, oh, how the mighty have fallen. Devin Funches is the great (laughs) – Devin Funches is sitting out the season. Yeah, that's what it was. Red alert. You can't possibly draft Rodgers high anymore because those 350 passing, you know, receiving yards and two touchdowns have just gone away. And 17 catches. Um, Aaron Rodgers to uh, Mark Davidson and Jacob Rodder tonight. Rodgers falls all the way to the uh, 14.07. For ADP's sake, I will say that he normally goes at the 10.12 as quarterback 14. There you go. Wow. That's, it's crazy. Bro. I mean, that's, that's nice. Justin, it's actually pretty cool that we were able to you know, just watch that happen. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I was thinking, too, I was like, man, I need to get on Twitter. Maybe Roger said something. Uh, I will never play for a team that disrespected me as much as they did in the first round this year. <laughs> Justin Jackson to David Dodds, uh, Darrington Evans to Eric Rubin, Ryan Tannehill to Brian Drake and Dwayne McFarland at the 1410, followed by Jarek McKinnon to Kevin Proctor. I'm surprised. I thought David Hubbard would find a way to get the uh, the Niners running backs in this draft tonight, too. Okay. Didn't happen. Henry Ruggs off the board is the third straight wide receiver drafted by Small as he goes Mike Williams, Deshaun Jackson, and Henry Ruggs in the 12th, 13th, and 14th. Okay, so a couple of things I want to share with uh, you about Aaron Rodgers. So he was being interviewed by Kyle Brandt today, who uh, is on Good Morning Football on the NFL Network. He's also with The Ringer. Former star of Days of Our Lives. I don't think you knew that. Um but Sorry, it, I only knew Merlena from when I was like 12. <laughs> okay. So, um, so he was talking to Rogers about draft night. And I guess Rogers was um, wanting to, he was waiting to see what receiver the Packers <laughs> are going to draft. This is what he said. I was waiting to see what receiver they're going to wow, draft. Wow, this is, really, I'm actually really, I'm interested to hear this. He said he, he really liked Justin Jefferson. He liked watching him play at LSU. And then the Vikings obviously drafted him. Uh, and then he's like, yeah, I knew. I can't remember what receiver he was talking about. I knew this kid was still out there and I knew a lot about him and I liked him. Uh, And he kept saying the kid out of Arizona state was still out there. I didn't know a lot about him. I knew the kid from Clemson was out there. I didn't know a lot about him. I saw him play a little bit referring to Brandon Ayuk and, and T Higgins. And then he saw the trade up. And so he got very excited to see who the pass catcher was. And before they made the pick, he gets a text from his agent that just says quarterback. Oh my God! So after that, I'd be so pissed. After, and, you know that, given that framing, it's just, yeah. yeah, man. So after that, um, he he said he poured himself four fingers of tequila, and then uh, you know I've always just, yeah, I've always hated Rogers. I'm starting to like him a lot more. So he poured himself four fingers of tequila, and then got just a deluge of text messages from friends and family just saying sorry yeah, or, or versions of sorry you know um not so much that that his time like 150 million well yeah i mean not so much that his time was up in green bay but that the fact that he didn't get the pass catcher that he was hoping oh, for right, yeah i think that's how i mean that's how i took it wow and um and then he said he just spent the rest of the night drinking tequila and face <laughs> facetiming a lot calling people that night and so then he's he, kind of like Nick Manderfield. He kind of, or, yeah. Or, or, or just, Meyer. He's just doing, like, doing a little, little drunk FaceTiming. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so then the next day, I guess, the one thing he did want to make sure he did was 
he wanted to call Jordan Love the next day and just. He's like, hey, you're a total douchebag. <laughs> yeah. You suck. He should have he drunk tweeted him. Uh, <laughs> so what he ended up doing, it's like he called and he said, he's like, yeah, I mean, I just wanted to let him know sort of what was going on and where I stood because there's, I don't want to have, you know, you don't, when you get a dream come true like that to be picked in the first round of the NFL, you don't want to come into the situation with, with a bunch of perceived negativity right, yeah. around it. And Just, you know, I'm not and, helping you with the playbook at right. all. And, and Rogers was very, I mean, again, what he actually does, I, we'll see. Um, and I've heard it's, it's weird. I've heard such polarizing stuff on it. Like some people are like, there's no way Rogers will treat love the way Favre treated him. And then, you hear the other side of the argument, like you know, Rogers Favre, doesn't give a crap about Jordan Love. You know, Favre was awful to Rogers. He was, yeah, yeah. He really was. I mean, I mean, say what you will about yeah. Brett Favre. He's a great quarterback. He did a lot of great things. And I don't necessarily fault Favre for that too, because no, it's fine, whatever. I get it. You know, you're, I mean, you're, he, a compet- you're a competitor. Exactly at the highest level, and this is the way you've been trained your your whole life. It's tough to be like, oh yeah, I'm going to be, you know, Johnny Good Two Shoes or whatever, right. and and told the company line now that's tough to do yeah all right so moving on that's so really good thanks so yeah there's um i i really got a i was reading the article on it i wanted to watch the interview but rogers is kind of like you know it's I, I was hoping to finish my career here it you know look at the facts i probably won't they like this guy they want to play this guy um but he's, i understand new, the new management's a bunch of idiots he's and he said he's like i understand it's a business you know it's i was disappointed who wouldn't be and, and so i think he's ready to just you know, kick butt, take names, and then keep doing that for whatever team he's with after Green Bay, which, you know, Godspeed. All right, so moving on to the 15th round, Derek Carr and Drew Locke, pair quarterbacks, kick it off with Smola and Proctor here, and then we get a pair of receivers, Rashad Perriman to Brian Drake and Dwayne McFarland, Michael Pittman at the 1504 to Eric Rubin. Then you get uh, Gerald Everett off the board as the third tight end selected by David Dodds. Larry Fitzgerald right after him to Davidson and Rodder. Brandon Ayuk, uh, another receiver drafted, and, and I'll bring this up again. Only three rounds left, and Rebar has not taken a running back since round five. Uh, O.J. Howard is the third tight end to Glenn Lowy, followed by Hunter Renfro to Brad Evans, the uh, Las Vegas slot receiver. Oh, that's interesting. I played the Las Vegas slot. That is uh, quite the position for the Raiders. Jimmy Graham, after that, the corpse of Jimmy Graham, as I like to refer to him. Um, is this the first time? I don't even know if this is the case. Now that I think of it, I'm just racking my brain on the last two pros versus Joes. Did Jimmy Graham get drafted in either of those dra- I don't remember saying his name. I think it's the first time I've said his name. Uh, you might be right, but I, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't remember either. Jimmy Graham, anyway, goes to uh, Matthew Jacobson tonight. Uh, and then Rashad Penny. Uh, at the 15-11 to Josh Hornsby. Greg Olson, the third tight end selected to uh, Scott Covey. What do you make of Greg Olson in Seattle this year? Because I've, I've, I, I didn't think much of it, and I'm starting to reconsider that I'm, I might be missing something there. You know, I don't, I don't mind Greg Olson. As I probably, you know, he works well with that team, actually, with Dawson Knox and Hooper. He actually could be productive. He doesn't get hurt very frequently. He's got a great quarterback. It is a low volume pass attack, but uh, yeah, well, I'd give him a shot. Why not? I um, I, I it's okay. By the way, I, we did hear Adam Troutman's name last. Yes, time. we did. Yes, we did. So uh, you know, to hear Jimmy Graham, I, I think it's okay. Um, one of the things I've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed, you don't listen to near as much uh, many podcasts as I do, Dave. I feel like not with, the same types. I'll with, say that. With much. The, well, that not the same types. You're right. Um, but with the lack of news and the lack of actual 
you know, stuff going on, be it mini camp, OTAs, um, training camps, they haven't officially started yet. Do you see they're going to have to pass three tests in order to get in the facility now, players? Good. Um, More than area. Hey, you know what I want to happen? The FFPC events to all go. Yeah, I would too. I would I love a that. Full season. I'm just trying to think if I've ever passed three tests on the same thing in my life. I don't think I ever have. <laughs> I can fake my way through one, maybe two, three. No, sh- no chance. Um, there won't be any math. Well, thank God for that. Um, I am a journalist by trade, Dave. We all, yeah, there's know, a lot of journalists. Did you know how there's a lot of math journalist jokes out there? You know, just because you made, you know, made journalist mistakes by choosing journalism doesn't mean you're not a smart. <laughs> You're still a smart person. There's another journalist joke right there. Balky's actually smart. He, he scored well in the ACT. I forgot yeah. what it was. It was, uh, it was in the, the 30s. Yeah, that, I got lucky on that. Um, and I, With I, no th- prep. It's not, it's not like nowadays. No, you- I prepped for it. I took a class and everything. Oh, did you? Yeah, but remember I got run over by a car the day before I took it? I oh, told yeah. you that story. That, right, that's right. Didn't so even did, finish you, the science section. You did, I couldn't move my arm. You did prep. That's fine. So we, back in my day, they didn't have prep. Well, yeah. they did, but probably only on the east and west coast. Um, what was I just talking about now? before uh something cool greg olson um so what i've noticed on a lot of these podcasts is with the lack of real stuff to talk about i feel like everybody's being uber positive on a lot of players to the point where i feel like everyone's a breakout this year oh really like it's just it's it's so like uh and, and this guy could be this this guy could be this this guy could be this and it's just you get so excited because there's no draft bad draft picks when the reality of the situation is a, a lot of these guys will not. And this is where I think yeah, it's just funny. You're saying this because we're about to say that, you know, 10 out of these 12 teams are great. But I was go about ahead. to see 13 of these Yeah, 12 exactly. Teams. Go ahead, Mr. Positive. Um, this is another thing I, I want to bring up. There's this perceived, Oh my God, wide receivers so deep this year. It's insane. Wide receivers have never been this deep. And I feel like once we play the season out, people are going to be like, Oh my God, this sleeper receiver I got in round 10 is he, he had, 30 catches this year. You know what I mean? There's going to be a lot of players that let a lot of people down at the wide receiver position. Yes, that's true. And I feel like with everybody going running back early this season, myself included, for the most part, the teams that go wide receiver early, maybe we'll see what happens with, you know, zero RB could, could make a comeback this year. I don't know. It's possible. Just, just thoughts I've been having lately. So you, uh, there's been fewer running back injuries than normal the past few years. So which last actually, year there was like none, yeah. you know, amongst amongst the heavy hitters, obviously. Yeah, that, that actually that really was a problem for the zero RB crowd. And now it's just it's just the uh, the the diehards that are left. <laughs> Everybody's like, I'm never doing zero RB again. Jumping ship. You guys don't know what the hell you're talking about. 1601 tonight, Giovanni Bernard. Uh, goes off the board to Scott Kobe, James Washington to Josh Hornsby after that. Josh Reynolds, Mr. Mr. Irrelevant last night. Uh, Josh Reynolds goes off at the um, 16.03 tonight. Vance McDonald after that to Brad Evans, and then you have Antonio Brown making an appearance tonight, this time to Glenn Lowy. Interesting there. Uh, Alan Lazard, the newly minted, uh, freshly confirmed number two wide receiver, for the Green Bay Football Packers goes to Rich Rebar there. Steven Sims um, to uh, who took him there? That was uh, uh, Davidson Rotter takes us. Uh, Steven Sims, Paris Campbell to David Dodds, Lavisca Chenault, rookie wide receiver for Jacksonville, off the board tonight at the 16:09 to Eric Rubin at Jungle Cats FF on Twitter. Jimmy Garoppolo backing up Ryan Tannehill, who's backing up Dak Prescott. 
for the Brian Drake Dwayne McFarland experience going off at the uh, in the third spot tonight. Jalen Hurd, uh, another Niner wide receiver unknown. He goes uh, tonight with the penultimate pick of the 16th round, and then Jamal Williams, uh, the final pick of the 16th round, to Jared Smola and uh, the Draft Sharks family there. Dave, I don't know if anything sticks out to you in the 16th round. Um, I guess I, I'll steer you to this conversation. Uh, when when the rookie drafts happened, uh, Michael Pittman was a popular name, and I feel like a few weeks after that, people were still talking up Pittman as being so polished and ready to contribute, even though he was a rookie receiver. Um, you kind of threw cold water on that in regards to him versus T.Y. Hilton for draft value. Hilton's still going way earlier, sure. but he's going to get more targets this year, and he's done it before. Um, where do you fall in on the number two receiver for Indianapolis catching passes from, from Phillip Rivers? Number one, is it fantasy relevant? And number two, do you like Paris Campbell or Michael Pittman there better? And as far as draft value goes, I got you there. I'll tell you this right now. Paris Campbell normally goes at the 15-10 in this format. Michael Pittman normally goes at the 15-07, so basically the same spot. You know, I, I would have to lean towards Paris Campbell. I mean, just that he's been there. And then you have Zach Pascal kind of hanging around. Is that not correct? <laughs> I, he might be. I'll be honest with you. I have not pursued it that far yet. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking. At, I, just, I pull up the football guys' depth charts, and they actually have list, they list Zach Pascal as the number two over Paris Campbell and Michael Pittman. I, they might be totally wrong. Probably are. Whatever, it's just not updated. I probably, you know, I just can't see a rookie like Pittman necessarily as uh, I can't see him over Paris Campbell personally. I'm probably avoiding both though. I, I'm not, I'm not that interested in the number two receiver on in Indianapolis. Looking up right now, uh, our lads.com does have uh, Zach Pascal up there as well. Although they do have Pittman ahead of him on the da- uh, depth chart. They don't have Paris. Oh, Paris Campbell. They have as a slot. Okay. So they have both technically both at him. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, Pittman may start on the outside if he gets that job. If he learn, you have to learn the learn the playbook, know how to run routes. If you can do, and, and he's two, a good blocker too, which I know Indianapolis right. values with that offensive line and those running That's backs. Great so. point. Great point. Um, okay, so moving on to the 17th round here, Dave. Uh, the third quarterback drafted by Jared Smola is indeed Kirk Cousins. Sam Darnold off the board after that. Boy, look at those quarterbacks for Kevin Proctor, Daniel Jones, Drew Locke. Sam Darnold. If that doesn't want to make you pull all the hair out of your head, I don't know what will. Uh, Reichwell Armstead, and it'll probably work out. Reichwell Armstead at the 1703, followed by Gardner Minshew. Speaking of hair pulling, he back, he's backing up Lamar Jackson here for Eric Rubin. Uh, D.D. Westbrook to David Dodds. Kyle Rudolph after that to Mark Davidson and Jacob Rodder. Then you have Anthony McFarland going off the board to uh, Rich Rebar. And we talked about this, Dave. Does he draft another running back? He does draft one more, maybe two. We'll see what happens there. But McFarland is who he goes back and attacks the position with here in the 17th round. Phillip Rivers, Ryan Fitzpatrick off the board, and then Tua Tagovailoa, a trio of of quarterbacks there after Rebar takes McFarland. It is Lowy, it is Evans, it is Jacobson taking Rivers, Fitzpatrick, and Tagovailoa, respectively. Miles Boykin and Randy Cobb uh, finishing off the uh, 17th round. Randy. Randy. uh, Goes off the board. Was he the forgotten man? No, Devontae Adams was the forgotten man (laughs) in our little uh, uh, you know, uh, fantasy circle here, uh, yeah. inside joke. Miles Boykin, do you like him at all in Baltimore this year as a, as a receiver? I mean, there's Marquise Brown, but he's hurt a lot. Outside of that, it's like Willie Sneed. I don't know, man. 
I mean, for the price, I, I love Miles Boykin for the price, right? Yeah. He's big, he's fast, strong, second-year player, coming out of Notre Dame, smart. And uh, he's super, super Coming out of Notre Dame. He's super cheap. You don't get a Notre Dame with a 20 ACT. This isn't <laughs> Alabama. This isn't Florida State. <laughs> oh, come on. You still that was some, a cheap shot. Some, some sort of a break. Florida State's home, Notre of, Dame. home of Rhodes Scholar. Yeah. Um, now I'm forgetting what his name was. Myron Roll. God. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell me that. that the, you only, the only time you get a discount on the ACT at Notre Dame is if you're like a diehard Catholic. And then there's, there's the, that's the benefit, too. So, right. Yeah, Boykin. Yeah, I like him. I like him for the price. I mean, he's super, super cheap. No. He goes in normal best ball. He seems like in the mid twenties. How do you? He's hit? like a 27th round pick. Yeah, in the regular best ball. I'm just trying to think what uh, I, I don't have that in front of me, but seventeen oh five right here in the slims. Um, what do you make of the Jacksonville receiver situation uh, this year? Is it Chark or no one, or do you see some value in a guy like Dee Westbrook, a guy like Lavisca Chenault? Um, is there anything there? Because yeah, they, I, guess, I know they want to run the ball again. I guess you taking a shot on Didi. Well, I mean, he's got a possibility. Chanel, I don't mind him from a dynasty perspective, but I think, again, as a rookie, I don't think he does much. Okay. What do you think? I don't know. I don't think there's much value after Chark. Oh, that's, that's fine. I, don't, I mean, I know it's – listen, 17th round, Dodds takes Westbrook. It is what it is. Who cares? But, um, it's, I mean, it's an interesting stab. You know, the thing is, with wasn't Westbrook supposed to be the number one, like the future number one there? Yeah, I, I never liked Westbrook, but he's very inexpensive at this point. Yeah. And, and so, you know, the thing about Minshew is we don't know what he's going to do as second season. It, it could be actually, on or off the field. It could be pretty awesome. I mean, he, eh. what? I mean, it's not possible that he's great. Anything's possible, Dave. <laughs> Kevin Garnett taught me that. Um, let's move on to the 18th round here because we are just about done. Muhammad Sanu goes off the board to Scott Kobe. Then you have Russell Gage to Josh Hornsby. Danny Amendola continuing a mini wide receiver run here. Actually, a full wide receiver run as this is uh, six consecutive wide receivers drafted. Amendola to uh, Matthew Jacobson. Josh Gordon, first time we're calling his name. Josh Gordon goes to Brad Evans here. Dwayne Haskins, the number three quarterback uh, for uh, Glenn Lowy. Oh, that's interesting. I, Brady, Rivers, and Haskins. Hmm. Eifert, right after that, the aforementioned Tyler Eifert. Eifert, hey, baby. Yeah, Cole Beasley and Corey Davis go back-to-back in the 18th round. Tyrod Taylor backing up Gardner Minshew for Team Ruben at Jungle Cats FF. Tyra Williams, Alshon Jeffrey, and then uh, C.J. Uzuma wrapping things up tonight for the 2020 FFPC Pros versus Joe's Thin Lizzy League number three, Jared Smola had the first pick in McCaffrey. He gets the last pick in CJ Uzuma. Uh, by the way, Wasp guy, Kern Reeve, our buddy, chiming in in the chat room. Quantum physics, everything is indeed possible. <laughs> so so Minshew for MVP, I think is what we're, what we're hearing. Get in on that while the getting's good. I'm sure no, there's a parallel universe where uh, Gardner Minshew is the MVP. <laughs> really? Yeah, there's, yeah, I there's, guess. there's unlimited universes. The multiverses? Sure. All right, so let's get into the team construction here, Dave, as, as we motor through uh, the back end of, of our analysis. Jared Smola, uh, the quarterbacks are Carson Wentz, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, running backs Christian McCaffrey, James Conner, J.K. Dobbins, Carrion Johnson, uh, Jamal Williams at running back, uh, wide receivers Robert Woods, Terry McLaurin, Tyler Boyd, Marvin Jones, Mike Williams, Deshaun Jackson, Henry Ruggs, uh, tight end Zach Ertz, Janu Smith, C.J. Uzuma. Um, this is a, a very Smola-esque team is how I would describe it. It's pretty balanced. 
the depth, I know you and I aren't big Johnny Smith guys. Um, I think that the, the depth I would question is, is at tight end, but solid everywhere else. I like the squad. Yeah, I think he did a really nice job. Uh, it's a really well-balanced team. You know, every position is solid. I mean, Harryon Johnson at the 1101, I don't know where he normally goes, but that seems cheap for him. I'm guessing like the ninth. Uh, J.K. Dobbins of the seventh. I mean, every every pick, Mike Williams, Deshaun Jackson, Ruggs, they all make a lot of sense. I, I thought Smollett really uh, did well here. 904 for Carryon Johnson on yeah, average. Look at that. What is that? 1101? That's, that's solid. It's almost, yeah. it's almost two rounds. Almost two rounds. Nice job, Jared Smola. Kevin Proctor, the FFPC Joe, in uh, the second spot tonight. He gets Daniel Jones, Drew Locke, and Sam Darnold, the balding quarterbacks, as I put them before, or I'm putting them now. <laughs> Running back Saquon Barkley, Raheem Mostert, Darius Geis, Alexander Madison, Antonio Gibson, Jarek McKinnon. Uh, receivers Mike Evans, Allen Robinson, DJ Chark, Golden Tate, uh, Jalen Hurd, and Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, tight ends Noah Fant, Chris Herndon, and Blake Jarwin. Dave, far be it from me to say anything critical about Kevin Proctor's team. Kevin Proctor, a guy who has so much best ball experience. Um, I think he's going to have to have a couple of things break right at running back for him to be pretty good there. Um, and I think you could make the case that um, he's going to need big seasons out of Evans, Evans, Robinson, and Chark. Now, he may get those, and he may be likely to get those, um, but I like the quarterbacks as much as I rip on them. I like the quarterbacks, and I like the tight end trio here. You know, I loved his first five picks. After that, they're not – those aren't players I actually really would have been drafting necessarily. But, I mean, he could, he could do well. I mean, I thought Golden Tate in the 13th was solid, and the quarterbacks will probably work out. I'm not sure about the tight ends. I mean, we'll, you know, we'll – there's a lot. There's question marks. I mean, none of them. They all have something to prove, really, right? Fant, Herndon, and Jarwin. So I think that's where the you know that'll be his pivot right there is the tight end. Would you have taken J.K. Dobbins over Darius guys? Yeah, I for sure I would. I think I would have too. Makes it look a little bit better. Although then you're counting. It's like, do you want a starting running back or do you want a backup running back as your number three? I mean, the question is guys. I mean, this health. I mean, we don't. I mean, no one knows for sure what's going to happen. We'll just have to see. I, I don't. I don't buy it. Okay. Uh, not even guys. By the way, remember when he tore his ACL and he said, "Oh yeah, all is well." And then uh, we got the report from the MRI. Yeah, he, all is not well. Yeah, you have a torn ACL. Yeah. It's really bad. I mean, I you know, I, I, you know, Geis is actually a solid person. I, I really wish it was from. So I, yeah. always, I always crap on him in these in these things. So I just you know, good luck. Brian Drake and Dwayne McFarland from the third spot tonight. Dak Prescott, Ryan Tannehill, and Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, running backs: Ezekiel Elliott, Cam Akers, Jordan Howard, Chase Edmonds, Sony Michelle, uh, Ryquell Armstead. Uh, receivers: DJ Moore, AJ Brown, Julian Edelman, Ceedee Lamb, Jalen Rager. Rashad Perriman and Tyrell Williams. Uh, tight ends are Mark Andrews and Tyler Higby. Dave, if he gets one of those rookie receivers to pan out, he'll be fine. Uh, I should say they will be fine at that position. Uh, running back, what an island of misfit toys. If you look <laughs> at that core, Elliot, Akers, Jordan Howard, Edmonds, Michelle, Armstead, it's just, it was such a bizarre order to get them in. And just who they are as players to me is, is interesting. I think it's an all right core. It's just, it's a very, it's hard on the eyes to look at. <laughs> you know, I thought Tyrell Williams in the 18th round was, was a nice pick, you know, and Perriman. I think his receivers turned out actually pretty good. Uh, I, I do question running back. I mean, there's, you have either Akers or Howard is going to have to emerge as the RB too. Yeah, because I mean, Michelle, I, you're assuming Michelle is not. I, yeah, I, I think the Michelle pick respectfully was a mistake. 
Uh, moving on to uh, Jungle Cats, uh, Eric Rubin's uh, selections here. Lamar Jackson, Gardner Minshew, and Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. Alvin Kamara, Jonathan Taylor, Mark Ingram, Tariq Cohen, Darrington Evans at running back. Uh, receivers are Chris Godwin, Christian Kirk, Darius Slayton, Preston Williams, Nikhil Harry, Michael Pittman, and LaVisca Chenault. Uh, tight ends are Hunter Henry, Hayden Hurst, and Irv Smith. Dave, I don't think I would have drafted a third quarterback with Lamar Jackson. Um, I think the top three running backs are, are eh, top four I could get on board with, um, but he's a little uh, naked after that, as it were, and he's really going to need a couple of breakouts at receiver. He will need that. He does have, you know, Henry and Hurst is pretty solid. And then, you know, oh, I forgot to mention the tight ends. I like the tight ends. Yeah, I mean, they're they're great. Henry and Hurst. I mean, two possibly both of them are going to do well. At least one will. And Lamar Jackson. I mean, cannot discount Lamar Jackson. So getting Kamara Godwin, I thought was a little bit of a gift in the second round. So good for him. And then Jonathan Taylor in the fourth. I mean, I, I, I thought he picked off a lot of value here in this draft. Uh, I do like his team. I I I think that. I think someone will emerge at wide receiver for him. You know, again, I didn't like the Cohen pick. I thought Edelman or Marvin Jones would have been better for him, but that's fine. But a full round of value on Jonathan Taylor, according to FFPC ADP. All right, David Dodds from Football Guys. Moving on, Patrick Mahomes and Jared Goff at quarterback. Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, Ronald Jones, Latavius Murray, Duke Johnson, and Justin Jackson at running back. Uh, wide receivers are Michael Thomas, Cooper Cup, Stephon Diggs, Sterling Shepard, Paris Campbell, Dee Westbrook, Corey Davis. Tight ends, Rob Gronkowski, Dallas Goddard, and Gerald Everett. Um, I, I look at this squad, Dave, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm on board with Mahomes and Goff, obviously. I'm on board with the tight ends here. I actually really like the tight ends, quite frankly. Uh, the running backs are good for the first three, um, and then after that, you know, those guys will have their weeks, Murray, Johnson, and Jackson. And then the receivers, the top three are very, very good. And then he gets a lot of, uh, you know, just guys late that will hopefully have the Devery Henderson one week effect on this lineup. So this is a good team. You know, Dobbs didn't call in. I emailed. They're going to say nothing positive about his team. Yeah. And this team sucks. No, I mean, to be honest, the one thing I really like about his team is it has a zero rookies on it. I think his team actually, and I don't know if he did that on purpose, he's got all veterans, and this is a veteran-type year. Uh, I like his team quite a bit. It worked out really well for him. I, you know, Gronk, Goddard, Everett with Mahomes, Aaron Jones, David Montgomery, Ronald Jones. So, I mean, if Ronald Jones works out, I mean, his, he's going to have a really solid team. And then Murray, Duke Johnson, Justin Jackson, those are all producer-type players. So, I, I like his team. I like how he put it all together. So, good job, Dodds. The discount double-check Albatross team here and Mark Davidson and Jacob Rotter, this is what they put together. Very good. Drew Brees, Matthew Stafford, and Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. Running backs are Todd Gurley, David Johnson, Devin Singletary, Philip Lindsay, Chris Thompson at running back. Uh, receivers, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Jarvis Landry, Emmanuel Sanders, Larry Fitzgerald, Stephen Sims, and Cole Beasley. Tight ends, Travis Kelsey, Jared Cook, and Kyle Rudolph. Dave, love the quarterbacks. Love the tight ends. I can definitely get on board with the running backs, even though there's only five of them. Uh, Chris Thompson should be a pass catcher. Philip Lindsay, I think, still gets worked into that Denver backfield, too. And then you look at uh, the, the receivers. You know, we're kind of questioning it a little bit with uh, A.J. Green being the number two uh, at the sixth spot. But Landry after that, Manuel Sanders after that, and then to get Fitz, Sims, and Beasley late. Uh, really good team, very competitive team. I don't, I don't want to say it's the best team in this league, but I think it's top three. 
You know, I, it's funny because I feel like he, they did exactly what Dodds did about taking all veterans. I mean, there's, again, no rookies at all. But they picked off so much value. Rodgers was a great pick. Breeze, Stafford, Rodgers, at quarterback is fantastic. I like this team overall. Even, you know, I know I you know, kind of dogged A.J. Green. But if he's healthy, oh, my goodness. I mean, if he's healthy and back to a top 12 wide receiver, this is, it's over. These guys got it. All right, so let's get to Rich Rebar from Sharp Football Analysis here. Uh, Matt Ryan and Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback. Running backs, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Kareem, uh, Kareem Hunt, and Anthony McFarlane. Uh, at running back, Adam Thielen, Keenan Allen, Michael Gallup, Deontay Johnson, McCole Hardman, Curtis Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and Alan Lazard at receiver. Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron, and Tyler Eifert at tight end. Um, probably the best running back core in the league, uh, I would say, especially if Eckler and, and Edwards Lair return the second and third round value. It's it's good night, sweet chariots. Um, for I don't even I'm mixing my euphemisms and um, <laughs> cliches here. Uh, they, they have the best running. Uh, Rich has the best running backs in the league. Um, cobbled together a really deep and good, talented receiver core. Might have been at the expense at tight end though. Doyle, Ebron, Eifert. Good for him drafting three of them, Dave. But I have low expectations for Eifert. I know you like Ebron a little bit better than I do. I actually do like Doyle. Maybe not as my starter though. Yeah, that's like the only weakness of the team though. They're um, they did pretty well. I mean, again, this is this all these all twelve of these drafters are doing well. So. I, I like his receivers, maybe not Deontay Johnson or Hardman as much. But I thought Ayak and Lazard, Samuel, they all make sense. We see, we've seen Lazard drafted in PVJ the last yes, couple of generally okay. speaking, I actually feel like Lazard get, goes around that spot or earlier. And with the Funchess news, I'm surprised it, it, he, he fell he that. Slipped. Yeah, I, I'm I just, surprised he was that waited that long. It was the Dalvin Cook situation. Oh, he reported. Now we're going to draft him later. Yeah, I mean – and. We can't. And Rebar got him, too, by the way. Yeah, speaking of discounting, you can't discount getting Dalvin Cook at the seventh pick. That's a nice pick. Yeah. Uh, Glenn Lowy moving on here to uh, to his squad from the eighth spot. Tom Brady, Phillip Rivers, Dwayne Haskins. Running backs, Miles Sanders, Chris Carson, Tevin Coleman, Zach Moss, A.J. Dillon, Damian Harris. Uh, uh, the receivers, Tyreek Hill, Kenny Galladay, D.K. Metcalf, Marquise Brown, Brandon Cooks, Antonio Brown. Uh, tight ends, Mike Gesicki, Ian Thomas, and O.J. Howard. I um, um, look at the running backs, and, and I, uh, he's going to have to have some stuff break right. You know, you look at Moss, Dylan, and Harris, a lot of upside there, but they are blocked as of right now. Yep. Um, that may change even in the near future, but right now um, th- there's some issues there. E. Tevin Coleman, you can lump in with that as well. Um, the receivers are very deep and good. Um, well, they're very good. He took five of them early and then only took Antonio Brown after that. I don't know if that will be enough. I'm also not a huge fan of the tight ends. Gesicki's fine as your starter. Ian Thomas is okay as your backup. I don't know how I feel about O.J. Howard. Yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. And then, you know, certain certain players he took, I just am not a fan of. And so it just is my personal preference. Carson, Marquise Brown, Tevin Coleman, those are just guys that I'm just not generally not all that interested in. I thought Damian Harris was a nice value for him. I agree. And Antonio Brown, I just, I don't, I just don't see him coming back. Me neither. Uh, Brad Evans, fade the noise. Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. Running backs are Derek Henry, Leonard Fournette, Keyshawn Vaughn, Marlon Mack, Tony Pollard, Naheem Hines. Uh, wide receivers, Julio Jones, Cortland Sutton, Devontae Parker, Jamison Crowder, Hunter Renfro, and Josh Gordon. Uh, tight ends are Darren Waller, Will Disley, Vance McDonald. Uh, running back is incredibly deep. Quarterbacks are fine. I question the receivers, and, and I really question the tight ends here, Dave. 
I don't like Disley as a as a second guy. Quite frankly, I'm, I I don't care for McDonald at all. Yeah, even though you don't like Ebron's for some reason. I don't like any Pittsburgh tight ends. Well, I disagree with you. Yeah, that's fine. fine. I like one Pittsburgh tight end. He's Jalen Samuels. <laughs> uh, I you know I I agree with a lot of what you're saying actually, and you know Sutton and Parker are just not players I generally will take. So um, it's hard for me to like his team when his two and three wide receivers are just not guys I avoid. Although I do like Crowder and Renfro quite a bit, the, the two slot players right. for those teams. Yeah, no, and, and that could work out for sure. sure. Um, okay, so moving on to Matthew Jacobson from the 10 spot. Excuse me. <coughs> um, you have uh, Deshaun Watson and Tua Tungabailoa at quarterback. You have Josh Jacobs, Le'Veon Bell, DeAndre Swift, Daryl Henderson, Boston Scott, Justice Hill at running back. Receivers are Amari Cooper, T.Y. Hilton, Jerry Judy, Justin Jefferson, Sammy Watkins, Josh Reynolds, and Danny Amendola. Uh, tight ends are George Kittle, Jay Sternberger, and Jimmy Graham. It's weird because I, I can kind of get on board with this, this uh, construction of a team, but I also don't like some of these players. I don't like Graham. I don't like Justice Hill. Uh, I'm not a huge Justin Jefferson fan this year. I'm not a big Daryl Henderson guy. Uh, so it's a good mix of, of bulky picks and anti-bulky picks on this one. So I think it's a, it's a solid if unspectacular team. You know, it's tough for me to, you know, his quarterbacks, you have Deshaun Watson, who's, uh, who's great, but then you have Tua, who you don't even know if he's in a playoff season. Right. Yep. And that's it. So you have like one and a half quarterbacks. So to me, that's a concern. I don't mind the Jimmy Graham pick. And then I actually think Sternberger should be moving up a little bit with, uh, with Funches being out. Uh, so I think that's actually a solid pick to go with Kittle. But uh, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying on a lot of these guys. I think that Jerry Judy and Justin Jefferson, the JJJJ, is kind of nice too. You like Justin Jefferson this year? Just curious. No, about. I don't actually. You like I, Judy I, though. I like Judy. Yeah. I don't like Jefferson. All right, so Josh Hornsby from Roto Grinders here. Baker Mayfield, Cam Newton, and Teddy Bridgewater as his signal callers. Nick Chubb, Kenyon Drake, James White, Matt Breida, Rashad Penny at running back. Wide receivers: Odell Beckham, Juju Smith-Schuster, Will Fuller, Debo Samuel, Robbie Anderson, James Washington, Miles Boykin, and Russell Gage at wide receiver. Evan Engram and T.J. Hawkinson at tight end. Good depth at receiver, Dave. Some big play guys there. Good depth at quarterback. I think he'll be okay there. Um, pretty heavy hitters at the top with, uh, with the running backs, and I like White and Breed on the middle. Question for me, are Engram and Hawkinson enough at tight end? I, you know, I actually I think they might be enough at tight end. I do have concerns about wide receiver. You have Beckham who's con- consistently not putting in good seasons. Juju had a bad season last year. Will Fuller is always hurt. Debo Samuel is hurt. Robbie Anderson, uh, I don't know, is he the two or the three on that team? Three. James Washington, he's the three, right? And then so the receivers, I have a lot of concern about the receivers on that team, actually. I don't mind how the quarterbacks turned out, Mayfield, Cam, and uh, Bridgewater. Uh, I'm looking at receiver, and I'm, I'm questioning that. Final team, we're going to look at the FFPC. Joe Scott Kobe here from the 12 spot. Russell Wilson and Josh Allen are his quarterbacks. Running backs, Joe Mixon, Melvin Gordon, Damian Williams, Joshua Kelly, uh, Carlos Hyde, and Giovanni Bernard. Uh, wide receivers, Devontae Adams, Calvin Ridley, Tyler Lockett, Anthony Miller, John Brown, Randall Cobb, Muhammad Sanu. Uh, tight ends are Austin Hooper, Dawson Knox, and Greg Olson. I can definitely get on board with the receivers. I can definitely get on board with the tight ends. And I think he's fine at, at, at uh, quarterback with Russell Wilson and, and Josh Allen. Um, the position of question for me, I guess, a, Mixon, Gordon, Damian Williams, okay. That's all right for, for your top three running backs. Um, if he gets 
a, a few solid weeks, starter weeks out of Kelly, Hyde, or Bernard, I, he could really be making a deep run here as, as far as winning this league goes. You know, you know I, drafting out of the 12 spots always tough. And um, I feel like Scott, even though I thought Ridley was a bit of a reach, uh, and even Damian Williams, I don't know where you normally – I forgot where you normally get drafted. I think he acquitted himself pretty well. I, I like his team overall. I, I think it's pretty well balanced. I, you know, I don't – there's certain players I wouldn't have loved, but, I mean – Cooper Knox Olson solid quarterbacks are good running backs are good wide receivers good it's all it's all good man so I, I think I like his team Damian Williams normally goes to the six oh four so he got him uh, almost right on the spot uh, right. for that yeah, so solid. makes sense uh, so that is going to do it for our coverage ladies and gentlemen hopefully uh, you enjoyed it and I want to thank Darren Armani Dave Gerzak the FFPC our producer mutual friend Rob audio engineer and my best friend Bryce most of all all of our listeners. Uh, tonight, I want to remind everybody that the HSFFR will return this Friday at 10, 9 central for our normal time. We'll have some high stakes players on, or at least one high stakes player on, uh, to talk about pros versus shows, talk about the main event, the Football Guys Players Championship. That is coming up at 10, 9 central on Friday. Uh, don't forget, we return with the second half of Pros versus Joe's coverage this year. Uh, Sunday night at 8, 7 central, Joe's including Robert and Robbie Russell, Paul Dietzman, Frank LaPrad, uh, Todd Pavlik, Matt Groth, uh, Chandler and Dalton Soprina, uh, they will all be in action uh, going up against Josh Hayes from Rotoballer, Establish the Runs, Evan Silva, John Paulson from 4 for 4, uh, Fake Pidskins, uh, Shane Hallam, who's in the chat room tonight. Uh, Dynasty Football Factory has uh, Jeremy Brown in this draft, and then, of course, Peter Overzet from 4 for 4, all drafting in pros versus Joe's this Friday at, or excuse me, this Sunday at 8, 7 Central. Uh, with that, we'll sign off for this evening. I want to remind everybody, if you have not gotten your FFPC main event teams paid off, registered, make sure you're doing that within the next three hours and 12 minutes so you can get those early draft slots on August 2nd. You'll know uh, basically a full month ahead of time where you're going to be picking. You can plot your way to that half-million-dollar grand prize. Make those Planet Hollywood reservations, sign up for the main event, draft with Satellites, Dynasty, the Football Guys Players Championship, and more. All at MyFFPC.com. Your week continues This now. has been another episode of the High Stakes Fantasy Football Hour presented by MyFFPC.com that was broadcast live and heard around the world. Eric and Dave will be back next week with more analysis, interviews, and advice from a guest much smarter than they are. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week. I'm saying hi to all the duties from around the way. Yeah, because I got all of them strong jack. My girls are like boomerangs. No matter how far I throw them, they come back. I'm coming straight out to NYC. I'm down with digging in the crates and I'm in VP. If rap was the game, I'll be in VP. Uh, you know, I was just going to say, I, I didn't really pump up the midnight football guys draft, but that starts in like five minutes. And it's filled. And it's filled. Okay, so forget, we got a 1230 going on? No. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we'll return live on Friday, everybody. Thanks for listening so much. We really appreciate you guys hanging out and watching these live drafts, and we will uh, talk to you on Friday.